Hey everybody, this is the Boy Howdy Podcast. Well, is that going to be the start? Oh my god. That's your Halloween spooky dude on the bus voice. We're here to talk to y'all about some pop culture detritus. Wow. I'm Annie. Who the hell is this? Gary. <laughs> Hi, Gary. That is the annoying... When I type on the internet, that's the inner voice that I'm trying to repress. Hey everybody. I'm actually Bill's internet voice. <laughs> Bill, what, wow, that's horrifying. Bill, like, what's a comment that you'd say like, "That's that's not true. That's not actual Star Trek." <laughs> <laughs> too much J.J. Abrams. Too much lights. <laughs> I love the idea of Gary having like stop evil articulate his actual critic. You know what? That sounds like that would be the first IMDb review of one of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Too, too much, much lights. lights. <laughs> Too much lights. <laughs> I mean, that is really kind of the voice of the internet right there. <laughs> too much cat videos. Too much so, lights. Uh, we're here to talk to y'all wow. about some, some bullshit. Uh, you could knock Ashley Perch off her podium as mm. like the premier like hey, up and g- rising uh, voice Gary, actor. did you watch so, any movies this week? Uh, I saw some like Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, that's very internet. It's yeah. pretty good. You, sh- yeah. you, sh- you should try to give uh, non-Miyazaki a try to <laughs> Yeah, I thought about it, but then I said no. Because <laughs> it wasn't in my box. Set. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'd oh. have to get up. I couldn't find it at Best Buy. Yeah. So, yeah. I love you guys. I went to Best Buy. I was wearing, like, those basketball shorts. They're so comfortable. They're so comfortable. Wow. They feel good on my ghibli bits. Yeah. Why are you making That's also of- the name of my Miyazaki pants. Why are you making <laughs> Bits.com. It's .net. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, We're continuing do- our tour <laughs> of the works of Hayao Miyazaki. You, you people are weird. <laughs> yeah. um, the- oh, God. Anyway. Bits is in data. Like, it's online. Like, data bits, you guys. <laughs> very clever. Um, we, oh, fully and I, are continuing our journey through uh, the chronological dur- journey of the works of Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. As the internet was quick to point out, um, we are not trying to ignore the non-Ghibli or the non-Miyazaki. I was kind of surprised because I was stupid enough to retweet you talking about that, and that accidentally sicked people onto you guys. Yeah. Not, not, who don't necessarily know your personality. Oh, I, I like the one person who was like, you should download like a real, you should just handbrake this and really screen cap it. I'm like, like, I'm like, wait, up, somebody said that? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm on my, You're, I'm, I'm ta- I know I'm taking a picture with my cell phone of you my know, TV screen. You're not trying to document like, <laughs> no. you're not trying to make a YouTube video reaction to your, no, no you're just like, on your, exactly. I'm just dicking around. You're like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm sitting watching a movie with my wife. It just cracked me Pokemon up. Pokemon Snap, but like, while watching TV. I'm like, I, I didn't, even I, s- didn't okay. I didn't, I didn't, Artistically, t- try to take that would be the voice. Whoa, why don't you uh, handbrake that? <laughs> Download it to VLC and uh, just, 10, 1080p, not yeah. 720. Yeah, just handbrake it. <laughs> just get some real screen caps. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we watched. Uh, we got to Castle God. in the Sky. Yeah, Castle in the Sky, which I also never known seen as before. La Puta, which crashed me because that's... well, is it? 
Well, it's because uh, yeah. I think it's a name of a of a floating island in Gulliver's Travels. Well, exactly. Yeah. But Gulliver's Travels is biting. Well, I mean, the thing is, dude knew what he that was. Well, no, exactly, the whole yeah. point is that uh, uh, fucking. Um, I'm actually reading a book that alludes to Gulliver's Travels, and it's yeah. a little girl reading Gulliver's Travels, and I, my my first time reading Gulliver's Travels, or frankly, even experiencing an adaptation of it or anything, sure. was reading it in my uh, this um, this lit class I was taking in college, mm-hmm. and so. My teacher was going along. It was a really great teacher, and she was telling me what all these jokes meant as we were going through yeah, chapter by chapter. Kinda, yeah, no, Which it was great need, because you're not going to be no, able to get great. those jokes while reading. It's, yeah, you can't divine that shit from context while reading. It. So, like, it actually took that book from being. It actually is a really great, fun, funny book. But then you learn all the context. And I'm like, oh, this is a sick burn. See, well, shit. I've seen other people like try to explain Gulliver's Travels to me, and it's like having like the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off explain the book to you. Yeah, this the Winhams are the horse people are a thing about. Taxation in 1810. Way to remember the Winhams, my friend. Yeah, because I'm Good secret job, furry, bro. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Are uh, they yeah. horse people? Uh, the Winhams? I, I really think that are. was a very arbitrary thing in that book. Well, because it, well, it's a fucking Because joke. it's, 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 it's a metaphor. Blank, blank, blank. Yeah, it's, I can't remember. It's, a, it's a horse taxes in 1710. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, the um, uh, we got to Castle in the Sky, which I had mm-hmm. never seen before. It's one of the Miyazaki's I genuinely had no clue about. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, it has. I know people like this robot, and I know the it robots ha- the robots like that came out yeah. pretty great. Yeah. I was like, I know it has the most boring looking Miyazaki protagonist, <laughs> even for <laughs> Miyazaki. You talking about the main guy or the girl? The main too? guy and girl, both. Yeah, because it's um, a, it's a kid with a hat and a girl with pigtails. But what we weren't expecting was how much it's like a Star Wars. Kind of, like yeah. it feels like Star Wars, particularly. A lot, it, a lot of it felt like Star Wars, even though it's more fantasy y, mm-hmm. it really is like I want to make a Star Wars. Anything yeah. with dumb air pirates, uh-huh. yeah. The Miyazaki face, it's usually a pr- at least a vaguely entertaining time, yeah. yeah. It was, but it was a lot of fun. Fully's, Fully's just losing it because she's like, almost all these Miyazaki movies have had guns, and this is not how what she associates. <laughs> no, I've seen no, because my, my, my um, familiarity with his work is. Is Totoro yeah. and which and what Ponyo that's coming up next? Spirited yeah. Away. Well, I saw. Yeah, I forget. Well, I didn't like I Kiki's delivery service. Yeah. I've never seen that. So, but like, does it have? Does Kiki have a gun? <laughs> oh, she's got. She she has Patsu's little uh, grenade launcher. Does she have? <laughs> and she's just firing it on people from flying does, it up above. It's she, it's like a Call of Duty airstrike. Oh, oh yeah. Does she have a rat attack cat? <laughs> oh, is that a thing? We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Fully, fully showed me an, service. Uh, an excerpt from, from uh, Steve Wolfart's Cat Rackham book, which we'll talk about. In yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, yeah, Castle in the Sky is good shit. I enjoyed I think it. It actually maybe one of my favorite Miyazaki. Miyazaki, he's done a sh- fair share of just kind of pulpy, almost yeah, like early 20th, 20th century, yeah. just kind of like just action adventure movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little, you know, there, there's a lot about like, oh, don't, you know, don't, don't, yeah. hurt the major and stuff. But it's funny because that's his reputation now, but he's yeah. done pulp fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's where he came up through. It was like goofy yeah. anime, like, yeah. Well, and this this book is partial, or sh- book, this movie is partially kind of, does have a base thread of respect the earth and let it be what it is. Yeah, I mean, but that's always an undercurrent all stuff. But with yeah. more of an overt, like, just goofy adventure layer mm-hmm. over it. And those robots were pretty good and pretty creepy. Yeah. That's the thing, because I see so many people fawning over Miyazaki online, and, and it's because it's all the respect the earth stuff, and like, yeah. oh, Miyazaki... He's a walking flower of a man. Like, you know, he does, he's actually just told, like, he's done action-adventure stuff. It's not like yeah. everything he does is like, oh, Mother Nature, we love you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you had a good, good, good time Yeah, with I that. fucking loved Castle in the Sky. Uh, the weirdest thing was the voiceover. 
Um, <laughs> Mark because Hamill? of the era. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill. Well, Mark Hamill is fine. He's, he's yeah. a great voice actor. Uh, it just sounded like a slightly less crazy joke. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, um, but anyway, that's why Star Wars Eight's gonna be really weird. First time he opens his mouth, it's gonna be like, huh? <laughs> why is that guy sounds like the Joker? A, he does have a non-Joker voice. I promise. Yeah. Um. The um. You're talking about the voice actors, like oh first... yeah, it's fucking Anna Paquin, but it's Anna Paquin like doing a trying to do a British accent or Australian. Or yeah, I guess all the stuff like I guess the all the town stuff was inspired by like uh, Miyazaki going to Wales. So oh. I, maybe it's supposed to be a Welsh because it is kind of like yeah, it's, it's still hard. To, Anna like, Paquin. It's Anna, so it's yeah. like isn't she foreign? Is she American? I she was from the South. Because no. she broke... Or am I just only... Do I just think of her as rogue? Yeah, and then that's the, all I know. Because I think that was the big thing. People were surprised that she could do a relatively okay Southern accent. <laughs> uh, Canadian-born New Zealand actress. That explains it, Because that's why it's a, it might be a little brain damaged. Yeah. That is fucking ridiculous. I'm like, oh, wait, no, she's from the <laughs> South. Because I only... Because, like, true... true you blood is set in the South, right? Like well, that? And wait, then wait, wait, wait. So she was like, rogue. true blood. A true blog. <laughs> true. Um, excuse me. I swear to God, blood. and I never, I haven't really watched or thought yeah, of hers. Wait, she, was she the one in True Blood too? Yeah, she's yeah, Suki. Okay, so she got really used to like all of her characters in America. See, that's, all... that was my, that was yeah. why I was confused. This is all I know of her from. Though I think she was in Pay It Forward. Was she in that? She was in one of. Let's she, pay it forward. Jody Foster. Do you not remember Pay It Forward? The, so, the enormously sexy. Wow, no, not Eyes no, Wide that, Shut, Bill. The sexy cheerleading movie. Is that what no, it is? That, no. No. What? Pay it Forward is about wait, Haley wait. Joel Osment getting shipped. <laughs> that actually is what that movie is Oh, is that the Spoilers for Pay It Forward. Is that the or, is it, no, it's, or is it McCauley Culkin? shows up. No, it's Haley Joel. You got that right, but I didn't know we got Steve. That's literally how it ends. Yeah. Pay It Forward. Because it's all about because like, the K-Pack shows up and says pay it forward. Well, because you're yeah, it's like it's what's like, the movie about the hot teenage anyway, girl bring it on ice? Is that bring it on? I'm thinking. Of? Oh no, you're thinking of stick it, stick it. <laughs> what's bring it on? <laughs> okay, we're talking about fucking Castle in the Sky. Oh okay, so um, yeah, there's used to be no bring bring it on is the, the that right? that is from stick it. Is what you're thinking. And bring it on, bring as- it on as a cheerleader movie. Yeah. You're confusing. Oh. And there's Dream the On, the HBO comedy. Okay, we're talking about Castle <laughs> in the Sky. The other voice is James Vanderbeek, but yeah. he's trying to sound Who like a young... James- I, I, I know <laughs> I the name, and this. I know it's tied to the Was 90s. In- it is tied to the O.C.? The Auk? Oh, is that uh, what it is? Was that what James Vander Beek was? Oh, he's the guy. I only know him as the animated gif where he's crying. He's like, yes. Wait, was he from Dawson's Creek? Was he Dawson? No, he wasn't. Let me see. I'm just looking at the pictures. He's got like a shovel face. Sure, all right. Yeah, he played Dawson Lear in mm, the WB I got series. it, eventually. Yes, because that was pre now he's in CSI Cyber. Of course he is. <laughs> anyway, I really like Castle Sky. Oh, uh, the, God. The air pirate lady who was everyone's mom was really great. That's a um, thing, because you're going to see that in Porco Rosso. There's also, like, the Mama Wito gang, which is the similar, like, oh, there's it? a bunch of pirates and there's a lady in charge. That's really funny, because this, this one had, Rosso. that one had, uh, Nasa- this one had Nausicaa's little, little animal friend to have a little kid. Oh, did it? Yeah, oh, okay, so, yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah. Uh, no, I really, I really did enjoy it, um, but. And you were just, because the bearded big dude. That was pretty good. That was hilarious. Yeah, there's this one guy, um, where the dude protagonist, uh, boss. Yeah. Um, his, his boss, I was like, oh, he looks like Hot Mario. And then there's (laughs) literally, like, like,
like a screen, like this moment where he, like this one of the pirates comes up and like is like tries it's to a, intimidate him by flexing, yeah, flexing, yeah. flexing and shirt. then and it like pops the buttons of his shirt, revealing his hairy chest, and then hot Mario flexes and his shirt just <laughs> explodes. And the best part is his wife is watching this and he, she's like, "Don't expect me to stitch that back together." And he just goes, "Because mm. <laughs> it adds nothing to the plot. Good, it's just a bunch of fucking dumb good, shit. Well, it's just a good dumb joke." Well, and I was just like, I was like, "Wow, just target demographic." <laughs> Right Foley's like, you normally have to pay $9.99 to watch this. Yeah. Why, why is the one team dressed all in white? Because they're all, like, fancy. They're pretending to be, like, normal people so they can blend in. And that's their idea, because are they pirates, too? So yeah. that's their idea well, those of are, how those normal are the people pirates. dress. Those are pirates. Okay, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Miyazaki's a big fan of, like, dumb pirate guys. Like, yeah, the big beards and, like, rah, 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 well, rah, rah. All these pirates are all these random, like, had all these random looks and shapes and ethnicities. And, but they all called their captain mom. Yeah. It was so good. Like, I love the idea of just her adopting all these, like, like they're just fucking lost boys, like, 15 years later. Yeah. Sure. Ah, really that's what I was saying, because Miyazaki can actually be fun. It's not yeah. just... Uh, it's not like I never uh, had that association yeah. with Miyazaki. See with me because I've seen so many people be like, "There's a game that just came out, uh, fucking uh, Ori in the Blind Forest." Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all like, eh. and people are like, "It's so Miyazaki because it's eh. mm-hmm. so it's all like, oh, the tree, the Mother Earth, blah yeah. blah blah," and everyone hinges, clings it's like to this the like the stillness. Natural I mean that, thing. which is an important part of Miyazaki's yeah. work, and, and it is a nice element. People yeah. like just see Miyazaki as like this. It's hard for they me to explain other than just like they see all the uh, softness, but none of the edges. Hippie bullshit, yeah. Formless, kind of like textureless, sure. just kind of like eh, fuck him. Like like gray. That's an element to his work, but that's not the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. the dude has many facets. Yeah, not just the one thing. Although lot, most of his stuff boils down to like, well, I just want to draw fun stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, which is a really noble pursuit. Yeah. That's why it's so. I'm like, why are these protagonists so boring looking? Because it's so. <laughs> That's kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> um, though it is fun. They're, yeah, it's like, it's it just weird. It just scratches this. It goes to a real Star Wars place. Yeah. There's a part where he, the well, boy. Well, because the, the place is kind of like the Death Star, right? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Bespin City and the Death Star. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that, actually, like, yeah. There's like a bunch of different stuff in there that just feels Star Warsy. And there's a part where the boy protagonist is running around with a hat and with goggles on it. Oh, and it's kind of like, like reminiscent of that. Feels very Luke. And yeah, the girl, when she gets on her white dress and she's running around, she has like her head hair done in a way. It just makes you just it, that kind oh. of bisex thing that makes you think well, it's just got Mark Hamill in it too yeah and, oh, it? and the fucking the bucket, fucking bad guy though looks like what's his name Aaron Sab I can't remember his name the dude who voiced Caden Alenko he, See that's cute because I just thought Conan O'Brien. It or or a balding. Miyazaki Conan loves bucket-headed dudes, like kind of really weird, draw-faced, kind of shovel-faced. Kind of. He wasn't blah, blah, blah. balding. He had a lot he, of hair. No, 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 no. I said he's like male pattern baldness. Like, yeah, like Conan. Isn't it Not, related no. to the girl? Isn't that the whole thing this, at the yeah, end? Because he's distantly. also getting, so he can also activate the Bing thing. You think? Well, thingy. the implication is that they're distant relations and related by by blood, much like royalty usually was. So yeah. she's going to be. Even that's kind of the Star Wars thing. Like I'm related, and I'm the bad guy, and yeah. I can fuck this up too. Yeah. I didn't think about the Star Wars thing. I need to see that. It's been a it, while since I watched it. It's more aesthetically, like yeah. they're just moments and shots well, that feel very much like. And... Okay, I guess Conan does have more forehead than I remember. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's Actually, a categorical six head. Yeah, Foley's got, <laughs> I pulled up a photo of Conan O'Brien. He does not look entirely unlike uh-huh. Mark Hamill's evil villain prince dude in that movie, but yeah, he, no, would, he would also have time. a lot of fun playing that role. He would. <laughs> anyway. So, well, yeah, so you guys, what, is this Totoro next? Uh, I don't know. I never look ahead. I just yeah, look okay, at whatever. Yeah. She just crams it in so there. So you guys have both seen Totoro it. before, though, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it might be that and then Kiki's and then you're back to Porco Rosso. You, like, and Porco Rosso is kind of like his one last big 
movie like this where it's more like an early action adventure kind nice, of thing. Nice. Yeah. And then it's then it's back to. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. I really... Ponyo's, yeah, there's nothing Ponyo's wrong with really that. But that's what Ewan Clegg's do. No, oh, no, Ponyo... Oh, no, that's the thing, because Ponyo does have... Eh, but it also has Ponyo ah! loves ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. She loves ham. Has, uh, she's running on fish. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sasuke! And then she's just like... Just yeah. I'm amazed how many people slam Ponyo online. They're all idiots. Okay. Ponyo is my favorite. Because, like, you know, because a lot of people were expecting... Eh. And there is so much... Ah! <laughs> That's exactly why I love it because the thing is, my memory of Totoro, seeing it as a younger person, it um my sister and I would watch it all the time, and I totally always forget the back half because I just remember like the kind mom's of goofy, dying, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I always remember the goofy manic she childlike had giant parts. Chicken McNugget forehead. <laughs> yeah, she also oh, has watched, five head. Yeah, she got yeah. eight head, nine head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, weirdly, what I remember is more Ponyo like. So every time I actually watch Totoro, I'm always yeah, like whoa. Because the one kid, quiet. I mean, it's because the funny plot is just really the kid goes missing, and yeah. like that's the last half of the movie is everyone yeah. just yelling, blah, 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 "Hey man!" They're just staring out they're yelling Jason yeah, exactly, Jason yeah. uh, that's cool I'm glad, I'm glad Miyazaki's uh, been pretty good to you I'm so really far. enjoying this a lot more than I thought I would actually I kind of yeah. thought oh I should do this just to say I've done it but I'm, I've enjoyed I've genuinely straight I've up enjoyed all of these a lot it'll be curious to see if you're tempted to actually try to like break out from the Miyazaki stuff I wasn't ever like you gave me a box set of. I know exactly. Uh, yeah. People like Miyazaki movies. It's not like I'm like skipping this garbage. I literally well, that's have. I, was, a I stack felt bad of... for sick of people, and you accidentally are like, "Well, why don't you give me a memory try?" I'm like, "Calm down, guys. Holy shit." Well, I mean, it's, um, I may, I may well, but uh, I just, just because uh, Stephanie Lantry online, who's who's super, actually super, she's super fucking cool. She uh, mentioned that you guys might like Whisper the Heart a lot, which I have not mm-hmm. seen, but I know it's about a country girl. Super quiet, just blah blah blah. There's also and her heart whispers. <laughs> I can't remember. Shh, whisper. Ah. Um. There's also Shh. the cat returns. It's about a girl who turns into a cat and gets swept away by a cat prince. All so right. I, don't know if gonna, I don't know. It's not. Teen, yeah. It's not Teen Wolf. Is it hot? But I don't know. Yeah. I know she has no hands. She gets cat paws. Boom. Is that hot? Yeah. That's good. That's perfect. She can't use a computer anymore. Yeah. Unless she, she just kind of bats her, her paws on the computer. Done. I'm into hey, it. Bill, tell me about Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, I saw Hunt for the Wilder People this week. This is the second movie by Taika Waititi, the guy who made uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Did you guys ever see that? I don't believe nope. we have. I want to watch it this uh, ho- this uh, Halloween. Yeah, time. I don't want to oversell it because it's not the kind of comedy that's like knee-slappingly hilarious, but mm-hmm. it kind of grows on you after a couple mm-hmm. of viewings. I'm talking about the, What We Do in the Shadows because yeah. that's just about a bunch of uh, uh, vampire vampires. roommates yeah. and like modern day. Uh, nice. New Zealand and it's yeah. just them just like they're all assholes and they're just getting on getting each other's nerves but it's a very cute movie but it's very low key so yeah I'm not yeah well, but I, flight of, that guy did a lot of Flight of the Concord stuff too right so that's kind of I don't his, know what his connection was there because cr- Jermaine Clement shows up in it also Rise Darby the red haired guy who is didn't their manager didn't he also manager. do Evil vs. Shark am I not am I did he I yeah. keep on thinking. All I know, look it up. Uh, but all this I is... know is Zoe Bell was really um, supportive of this film. That's, that's what we do I with know. the shadows. No, no, no. Of uh, oh, oh of really? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all Kiwi stuff. Yeah, it's Probably. In New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but she also was just like she also was just saying it's a super great movie. It is pretty fun. Again, it's 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 uh, just like uh, what we do in the shadows. One of the Wilder people. It's good. Don't don't go in there expecting like oh my god this is rip roaring comedy because it's just a goofy little character piece about this yeah. uh, little Maori kid who. Mm-hmm. He's not orphaned, but somehow he ends up by himself, and he gets uh, adopted by this uh, farming couple in, in rural New Zealand. And uh, all crazy shit happens. He ends up going on, uh, striking out by himself with his 
crazy uncle and they end up living in the woods for half a year and being hunted by the cops and stuff like okay. that and it's it's great because the kid he's this super urban he thinks he's gangster and he's this fat little 12 year old kid and he doesn't know how to live in the uh the woods but his uncle is jurassic park mm-hmm. who i didn't realize he got old because time happens <laughs> <laughs> i just read any pop like is it <laughs> Oh my god! What it is? Oh, it's so much as we said. first actual spin take in the history of Boy Howdy. Bill, do you have a towel? I can go get one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is this empty? No. Oh god! Sorry, Oh, you got it all over my phone. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Jesus. You know they never show this part of the spit. <laughs> oh, did you actually fill the the, the filter off? You know what? Better that than on the actual bike itself. Say, good job, filter. Oh my good god. Job, wow. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's fine. I, you know what? You just the table's now cleaner than it was before you guys showed up. Here, I'm oh just my get, god! I'm just gonna get this real careful. Oh, uh, okay. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. He's old. old. He's got to put up with a dipshit twelve year old. He old now. Great guy. He got big sailor beard. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it's a cute little movie. It's uh-huh. on iTunes. It just came out on, like a home video, video like video on demand shit. Um, and you guys really are cleaning up. Well, I really did. Well, I mean, you guys are super whole... responsible. <laughs> okay. The end. Thanks. Um, okay. You know what? The actual uh, movie is probably not as entertaining as the what just happened. Here. That director did direct um, Eagle vs. Uh, Shark. Eagle vs. Shark. Did direct Eagle vs. Shark. Is that like a sci-fi? No. no Eagle vs. Was... Shark is one of like the most awkward yet adorable um, rom-coms about two incredibly awkward people falling in love. Oh, and okay. One of I didn't know. Jermaine Clemens. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had no idea he made other movies. I just assumed, yeah. assumed what we do in the shadows is the first thing. You know, he's directing oh, fucking the new I Thor movie. Was just, that's what I've been waiting patiently for you to finish talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. About. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he also, he did that Thor short. Did you see that? Oh, oh I'm saving that for a rainy war. day because I saw one clip and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll wait really when the new cute. Thor movie comes out. I'll watch that before. It's Thor. the best thing. Because I will go to see. I have not cared much for those Thor movies, but yeah. I will go see the new one in the theater just because I like this guy so much. Yeah. And supposedly, uh, What's Her Face is not coming back for the new Thor movie. It's just going to be Jermaine Clement. No, not. <laughs> what's Her Face? Big Titty Lady. Cat Dennings? Cat Dennings, yeah. Just, no. But uh, he's going to be playing her character, one. but in drag, being like, hey. I love Cat Dennings is one of no, my No, I'm kidding. She's I'm one of my favorite parts. I'm assuming she's. Well, if Natalie Portman doesn't show up anymore. I, uh, no, I is don't she going to show up? I don't know. Did you see she really came out and said, I, I, I had a good time with Marvel, but I'm done. I'm out. I'm good to see you guys. Like, her contract expired, and she's like, out. Well, she out. just had a kid and stuff like that, so. but She's off doing uh, really, really French foreign films. Yep. Is she? Yeah. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's doing some sort of intense, like, oui, early oui. World War II oh, yeah. uh, French foreign vaudeville kind of film what? thing. Yeah, no, we that watched it. Like, we watched it, and we, like, it's were like very... planetarium. Oh, it's actually out? Um, it's, it's, it's a French film. Yeah. We were just looking at trailers. Yeah. Oh, so we're, like, okay. looking at trailers, and we're, like, watching it, and, like, I still don't really understand what's going on. I think it takes place during World War II. Uh, uh, okay. And then it what? ended, and we just kind of looked at each other and went, that was French. <laughs> very French. What's what's her face? I want to see if she actually is in the new. Kat Dennings? Yeah, oh, Kat Dennings. Yeah, let's see. 
I'm sorry. Uh, this is, I'm totally ruining the pace of the podcast by looking Spit. up. The, the Unlike the part things. where we ha- I had to clean up everything. That was really good pacing. So. No, that was yeah. fine. Is she going to be in the thing? I'm thingy rub thingy? It. Um, I would like doesn't to s- look like it. No, yeah. yeah, she's not listed on Wikipedia as being in the new Thor movie. But I like really like it to to heat to to heat. I want to call him, keep on wanting to call him Tahiti, but it's to, yeah. uh God, what is it? I just forgot, I just said his name four times, and now I forgot Taika Waititi. Okay. But I like, I don't know, just, he just seems like a funny yeah, guy, yeah. and it's weird to see, again, another indie guy being bolstered up into, like, he's directing Marvel Marvel's movies way. and shit now. Like so. Marvel, they like to get the cheap people, the exactly, cheap Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, and hey, get some payday, that's all good. Uh, I want, yeah, I want to see Hunt for the Little People. We'll have to track it down. And yeah, like I said, I won't talk it up too much because it's, again, one of those movies where its charms are best, like, sneaking up on you, but yeah. not, like, yeah, you don't want to get oversold because <clears> you're going to be like... Once you get, like, really funny, because it's cute, but it's not like, and you slap them like, <laughs> it's yeah. not like Anchorman or yeah. whatever the fuck, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gary? Do you guys you like Anchorman? Love, Gary not... loves Anchorman. <laughs> I do, I love Anchorman. Uh, I love Lloyd. He was on our opening night for the guys. sequel, yeah. I was really, I love you guys. Was good. Yeah, he's We own funny. way too many Will uh, Ferrell movies for me to make fun of anyone who loves Will Ferrell movies. You spit all over my phone. <laughs> Gary is a yeah. huge fan of Darth Maul bowling shirts. <laughs> do I, do I owe you a new phone, Gary? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty irrevocably fucked up. Why weird. are you making fun of me? Again? <laughs> your so your Gary voice sounds a little bit like my niece Denise. <laughs> what the hell is You're that? You're my niece now. <laughs> there's a there's a current character on the Kroll show that's played by Jenny Slate. Slate. Jenny Slate, Slate even, yeah. Whose name is my the, it's it's my niece Denise, and she's it's pretty much just Jenny Slate being this little girl talking like this it's, it's real good anyway that's First the part, part where she says funny. you're like the largest woman I've ever met <laughs> oh, thank <Yeah>. you <laughs> is she actually playing a little kid or is she yes. just yes. affecting yeah. a little kid no, okay, she's yeah. playing, playing a little like kid. a preteen anyway uh, man Great British Bake Off this week it was the first ever batter week on Bake Off well, we'll talk about more Great British Bake Off developments later on well, the yeah, podcast but we're talking but... about se- current season 4 of oh British my Bake only Off. note is what the fuck is Chiros <laughs> Chiros that was Chiros that that's what churros. it is. That was driving churros. me bonkers. Yeah, it was driving me nuts. I mean, like, you're like, you mean churros, right? Yeah, churros. It's fucking churros. Like, I can understand they're close to Spain, but uh-huh. we're close to Mexico. Yeah, I've we never... fuck up their language constantly, so we know. Oh, we God. know what it is. Yeah, no, I it was... I don't know how it's a... But it got, made me really frustrated every time I'm hearing him, like, just add, like, like that verbose, the, the grandioseness to... It's, it's a fucking churro. I can, I can, I can appreciate how British people get upset when Americans slaughter like mm-hmm. French, because even though that's not the same language, at least the French are cl- uh, the the British are close enough to France to know what fr- French is supposed to sound like. Sure. But Americans live right next to Mexico, where I'm assuming that's where churros came from, rather than Spain. Although well, who knows? But still, they might have churros. Oh my god! Anyway, it's a it's a it's a Cardassian villain on yeah. Deep Space Nine. I thought it was the guy who invented the Daleks and Doctor Who. Please make it out of batter. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but batter week they made Yorkshire puddings, which I make every Christmas Eve. Oh, do you? Oh, I don't know if I've ever had a Yorkshire pudding. Oh, they're the simple. Well, you just take the beef drippings. Well, pretty much what they had said in the episode. I was uh, I was horrified to see people using like Crisco and shit. Because the one lady who uh, Val, she said, yeah, you're supposed to use. That's the traditional thing because she's from she's actually from Yorkshire. She's like. Use the beef drippings, and really, it's just a mixture of oil or uh, eggs, uh, flour, and uh, milk. I think that it's just the simplest. It's a super simple batter. Yeah, although I've never filled it before because, like, it just you just cook it in the beef batter and just by itself, it's kind of bland. 
but you're tasting the beef yeah. tallow. Okay, okay. Now what makes it so good? But yeah, once they get cold, they're not very interesting. So it makes sense that you would want to fill it with stuff, which I yeah. should do in the future. Yeah. But I love the idea that like had like Bill, Christmas dinner. Yeah, what would you put in Chris, it? Take the idea of taking grist with Christmas dinner stuff and yeah. just smashing it into the Yorkshire Sounds pudding good. and then yeah. eating it like a fruit cup. Yeah. 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 But savory. Yeah, that's yeah. A good I wanted. Idea. I wanted to like. I just kept looking at Annie going a breakfast one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could Where totally like, do that. You got a, a little bit of egg scramble in there. Maybe a little bit of like you could use like do mashed potato on the yeah. top to like because the Yorkshire pudding itself is just like fried. It's yeah, just like it's like like fair food practically. It's yeah. a just, weird donut. Yeah, that's <laughs> all it is. It's a savory donut. donut. This yeah. is my delicious meat donut. <laughs> did, what, did they have to make it savory? Did they, they had to? Yes, sweet? it had okay, to be. Yeah, it had, it had to, to be savory. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice to see. There's a whole new category of uh, stuff that they've never yeah. done on this. Yeah, the fucking pancake. The lacy pancake. Yeah, was and like, you get to see what some guy's idea of a lacy pancake. It's yeah. just crosshatch. I was yeah. trying to remember. You guys are fucking up. Because maybe I wasn't paying attention to like what what Paul's looked like. Yeah. Like how do you? Yeah, like although on the on the uh, like spontaneously having to come up with a good lacy design for something that would yeah. be right. you can do quick and repeat exactly yeah. twelve That's times bullshit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, and even to see I was curious to see how people like do you like even from a presentation point of view do you stack them do yeah. you splay them out now you kind of yeah. see some people did stack them versus playing them out the weirdest know? feeling that I had about that was when they were like checking them so they were picking them up and they were looking at the consistency and I'm like it seriously looks like Mary and Paul are going through someone's panty drawer it's like, <laughs> so like this rubber panty just kind of yeah. like it's all cold because I thought at least they would have like knives and forks and maybe a little syrup or something like no, that. No, they're just no, they're, they're just, just picking up. Their, it's like they're eating fake dog barf. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> was that the most appetizing tasting? I mean, if I say it looks like they're like putting <laughs> panties in their mouth, that doesn't. That doesn't <laughs> y'all are awful in two different directions. Maybe they're at least edible panties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we've switched I'm places. I'm sure someone's <laughs> tried to use pancakes for panties before, but... I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Oh, man, that just sounds unpleasant and clammy. There's a moment where you're like, a shitty ah! indie band, panties for pancakes, yeah. I wish I, didn't... What? I wish I didn't lose bets. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, so was Yorkshire Puddings, the pancakes, what was the... The last one was churros. Oh, churros. Oh, cor- <laughs> You know, this some of them looked some doing, of them looked really good. But then they're still doing the fucking the kid the, the fucking dipshit Tom who's trying to put like vegetable shit in all of his shit. Like like he had like the fucking You mean is a vegetarian? <laughs> yeah, that like guy. he like oh no, it's Yorkshire puddings and fucking chip chickpeas in there and it turned out to be bullshit. And mm-hmm. even like Paul and Mary the beginning are like I mean we knew, we knew you were gonna make a pita. Although to be fair, everyone's Yorkshire puddings almost it seems like almost everyone had because those ovens are supposedly bullshit in terms of like being consistent with sure. everyone's home ovens because I guess yeah. I don't know maybe they don't heat as fast or something like that so it, yeah so this is, seems to be kind of it kind of bolsters reputation for those ovens being bullshit that everyone had to kind of redo their their your their puddings but it was something we were talking about last night is that this season of Bake Off is really interesting I'm genuinely enjoying it I like yeah. everyone in there but there's no big charismatic lead yeah and there's no big so talent lead. kinda but, but he's not like he's not above and beyond everybody no. else he's yeah. not like a um a what's your butt like i mean the he's, not three, he's not yeah. a he's nadia he's not the season doesn't have a nadia but it is a big jumble there's no one lead in terms of like yeah. incompetency at all yeah like it, ben, definitely was, definitely I, incompetency. my my favorite right now is just benjamina just because i like her personality i, I love benjamina, benjamina. And, well, you benjamina know, I heard, like, her and pancake Selassie. design was 
fucking fantastic. It was yeah. the best pancake design. Yeah. It was like yeah. really lacy. She deserved to fucking win that. When one. I yeah. well, I think of her as a Black Claire Hummel, and she like even like <laughs> the fact that she draws lacy pancakes really well. Mm-hmm. That kind of like it's it's, it's yeah. li- literally on every. Uh... I I also I really really dig Benjamin and I really dig Candace. But I was watching. <laughs> I went back and I watched like some of season six this morning, and I was, was that like, the last season. Yeah, it was yeah. the last season. I'm like, man, there's so many. There's so many like. The personalities are a little bit more standout in, in somehow, last season. In last season, yeah, and, I, yeah. and, and even s- previous seasons, like I still remember Frances and all of her bakes and stuff like that. Are you suggesting they should end the show sometime uh, soon because they're running out of people to put on the show? We'll oh, talk no. about it. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, yeah no, but I kind, I do kind of like at least talent wise, it's such a jumble because yeah. it really is. You have no idea who's going to be yeah. Star Baker anymore. Yeah. You have no idea who's going to get kicked out. Really, Val, the old lady who keeps on like hopping. How is she foot? still there? Because she almost got kicked off like the second episode. Episode. And like, I, I, yeah, the fact that like, oh, uh, the fucking cool lady who got kicked off this week, I assumed she would hang out at least a little bit longer than she did. The, the mm-hmm. lady who loves all the swallows oh, and stuff. Oh, mom. Mom? You think of her as mom? Yeah. Just, Even I though she's not that old, but. Is her name Kate? Well, it mom, might be Kate, but she, she, I'm just she like, is a mom. She's a mom. Oh, she is a mom? Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, elderly. Yeah. Okay. Grandma. Well, Not usually, grandma. Usually the mom reputation on Great British, uh, Great British Bake Off, usually older, you know, kind we're, of we're not in the. We're not in the the all right gbbo all right guys also, all right. also part of me i still what do you want me to call her milf <laughs> <laughs> she's cute okay. <laughs> part of me is also like i still think as a 12 year old like moms mom. are old mom yeah. is old. Mom. i think she's a decade younger than me but Just also a mom you steve wolford's tweet this week and he's like when he was a kid he thought dookie hauser was plausible <laughs> <laughs> on the operating table after a heart attack and you realize that the surgeon was 14 and you have real questions about yourself in this hospital. Yeah. yeah. Haunting questions. Yeah. But yeah, no, Great British Bake Off, who was just, so that's who got kicked off. Who got Star Baker this week? I can't remember. Um, it was Benjamina. It was Benjamina? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've, like, I've seen a lot of people hate, what's her face? A Krista? With the lady with the left stick. Candace. Oh, Candace. Candace. Yeah, I, like, I really are... like her. She holds herself I... to a high standard. She's kind of high strung, but I like her. I didn't like her first in the first episode, but she warmed on me immediately. Yeah! Better yeah. her than fucking Val. I mean, I like Val personality, like, yeah. but it's still like she's not, she's not gonna win the competition. She's barely <laughs> she's hung like in there. Uh, even Selassie's managed to fuck up on basic levels because even the, he was so good in the first episode. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's misstepped a lot, and he's like almost gotten kicked off a couple of times. Yeah, but it's just there's always somebody who irrevocably fucks up. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And it's like it's interesting because previously there's been stuff where it's like there's been really concrete folks who have like pun intended risen to the task and like done really amazing things and like their stuff looks fucking polished and and they've like really killed it on the showstopper and stuff like that and then there's been people where you're like oh you just don't like you can't hang yeah you, you, you cannot your hang. methodology and just in this yeah, it's like it's so what... much more even yeah. across the board i wonder if it's because they are throwing like harder things at these people like and stuff no one's ever done before like yeah. making well not that yeah. but like challenges well, like you haven't seen like batters and steaming the damp yeah. noodles and yeah yeah so it could be just because it's the, the it's harder tasks as much as the the, Some, the, I, I would I would, I'm gonna say that like a lot of the showstopper stuff that we've seen doesn't seem as practiced yeah if yeah. that if that makes yeah. any sense like like it's like like I'm, I'm even remembering back to like se- season five with Richard and like when they did the biscuits and the cookies and like his his stuff and how it was planned out mm-hmm. and his like and 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 Louie and his like intersecting his dragon laser, and stuff yeah, yeah. fucking it all look laser did cut the, who did the who did the bread lion last um, that was, was that Paul. last season that was, that was yeah, Paul that was, yeah oh that was the cut the other yeah, yeah the that other was the, Paul. That was yeah. the prison warden Paul. Well, exactly and even that guy like even and though he was, wasn't super consistent but he had 
that is moments of like, holy shit. Yeah. 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 So, I, in fact, I'm the, not feeling The most much. impressive thing I've probably seen this year is probably the Redhead's bee cookies from like two episodes yeah. ago. Those were very pretty. Just, yeah. for, just from terms of like, just love, like the, the presentation. But the yeah. look and the presentation. Yeah. I hear they tasted bland as fuck. <laughs> exactly. But they said it was also really soft, but I love a soft cookie. So part of me was like, I bet you I would have really loved those cookies. <laughs> so, Bake Off. Bake Off. We still have at least um, six awesome episodes left in the season. Bill, did you watch Ridley Scott's Robin Hood? Why? I saw I've got PlayStation View last uh-huh, night. I didn't yeah. feel like actually watching anything new or interesting. So that was playing in the background. And uh-huh. like Robin Hood showed up. I haven't seen that since. Dude, did you see that with? Yeah. Because we, we, I saw it with Annie in the theater. We might and have. Annie yeah. was so upset. Not even upset. Like It is the most just... boring, bland Robin Hood movie. I tried to rewatch it recently, actually, because we were talking about some costuming element of it. Yeah. I couldn't get even get through it. It's just so boring. It was funny watching last night. Uh, it came out a year before Game of Thrones because, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I remember thinking at least this movie had like a sense of scale to it, and like, actually, even compared to Game of Thrones now, yeah. this is like just that it's Ridley Scott movie. We were ho- like, we were hoping it would be the big follow up to Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing in retrospect. Like a goddamn TV show is already kind of beaten up yeah. in terms of production value and scale. But the big thing is like, I didn't realize Oscar Isaac was the bad guy in that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's gone. Yep. Yeah. He's in it a lot. He's really great. And it's funny, just that's the thing that caught my eye. That's why I kept on watching. I was like, this movie's terrible, but like, yeah, and he's got his old. British accent, yeah. not hello, hell. That's why Tumblr watches it because he's shirtless during a good percentage. Of yeah. Oh, is that? But yeah. like Oscar, I Oscar, caught the second half, so I may have missed those. Oscar parts. Isaac's great. It has Mark Strong in it. Yeah, like, it's like one of the first time Mark Strong shows up, and like because last last five or six years, he's just been the default English villain guy sure. and everything. Yeah. But yeah. He's he's fucking great, but it's got this great cast, and then it's I just know. a giant like just of a movie. Such a, I mean, I, I for- Russell Crowe as Robin is pretty boring, but you think that that one he wouldn't be so bad that he would tank the movie. Tank the movie. No, but I don't. I don't like think Kate it is Blanchett entirely his fault. It. Having Kate Blanchett as Maid Marian in the worst Robin Hood movie is a personal affront. Yeah, it is a personal affront. Yeah. I also forgot it's the it the movie ends with the beginning of the legend of Robin Hood because this is mm-hmm. ultimately the whole movie is about how, how he ends up becoming. Yeah. yeah, but it's fat old Robin Hood yep. and like how much farther can the story go? Because like this is not the most romantic. It's funny because if they made this movie now, this movie wouldn't have been the centerpiece of a whole new cinematic That's universe. That's literally what's happening they, right now. This movie could not have been made now unless they, the, the studio would have managed. We need someone who's like 22 years old yep. who we can build a decade's worth of movies off because yep. you can make eight movies out of the story yep. of Robin Oh, you Hood. mean like Darren, Taron Egerton starring in Coming Soon in Robin Hood Origins. Oh, yeah. is that, yeah. yeah. Well, which I guess I could try to do with like Ben-Hur and shit like that too, but like it's funny how this movie already, it's only like five years old but already feels like a relic. Like it really a movie does. that wouldn't exist these days. Yeah, it feels like, even though like the effects and everything are there, but it feels like a 90s movie. Yeah, yeah it really Also, does. I fucking hate his bullshit stutter frame rate thing yeah. that he does. Because it's you get all because there's the whole beach battle at the end and it's obviously said we gotta do save from Private Ryan, but it's gonna be Robin. Hood. Just not 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 good. even Robin because it's like a big so dudes on horses and shit yeah. like that. It doesn't even feel like and Robin. He randomly movie. has these lost boys in the woods and doesn't handle that well. It's just yeah. bad. And even in the director's cut where it explains kind of better what's going on, it's still handled kind Oh, there's of a director's cut of that movie. Tedious. Yeah. It's like God. But what, what's the Magna Carta? That's the whole yeah. thing that we hangs yeah. on. Is the, Which is not a bad... I mean, as concepts go, little uh, Prince, or should be King John, did sign the Magna Carta. I this remember. is not the first Robin Hood thing to make that connection. And yeah. then and then did, it is like, the worst. And then re- did basically redact on it. So, like, you know. <laughs> and I mean, they were trying to do something with the Robin Hood legends because there is a thing where Robin Hood, as an older man, goes back to the woods and tries to return. But that's a different thing than he just turns out at the end of his life. Yeah. Because being 
being Robin Hood is a young man's game. You have to be have a young man's stupidity. That's why Robin and Marion work so well is because it's a dumb Robin. So you'd believe that he's like, yeah, sure, I'll go back to the woods. <laughs> this one, well. Yeah, it was interesting too because I was looking up it on Wikipedia just to see exactly when the hell the movie was made because, like I said, it feels so weird, mm-hmm. like such a weird relic. And uh, looking up the Wikipedia thing, I forgot that the movie had started off as a script called Nottingham, where the hero is yeah. supposed to be the sheriff of Nottingham, yeah. and Robin Hood's supposed to be the villain. Yeah. And it was like on the blacklist of one of the best mysteries. scripts out there. Yeah, was, yeah. Like everyone said the script was great until really Sky came and said, "No, I want to take the script, pretty much throw everything out, and just make my Robin Hood movie." And it was he like, wanted. He decided it's he all wanted really to make Scott's a movie fault. about archery. Yeah. Because he finally was like, "Oh, I just want to make a movie about archery." That was like literally the reason why he did this. I remember specifically the whole. Thing at the commentary at the end of Kingdom of Heaven, which is a movie before Robin Hood, mm-hmm. where he came out and said, "Oh yeah, we might be setting up a Robin Hood thing here." Yeah. He totally junked that for the actual Robin Hood movie. Yeah. movie he did follow that up with. So. <laughs> and I think it was the uh, same screenwriter, even. Yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. So, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, Bad Robin Hood. That's like one of the first time Bad Robin Hood Corner wasn't uh, instigated by me, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, the only video game Felina and I really played this week, other than I picked up a few rounds of Overwatch, was um, we downloaded the Forza Horizon 3 demo. As Bill mentioned last week's podcast, it Always was literally this big happy face. Literally available like a couple hours after we last recorded, and uh, Foley spent time with that. Foley, your thoughts? Vroom, vroom. Beefcake, your thoughts? Yeah! You get <laughs> to name your character! I said it, and it's actually a spoken character name. Yeah. Like, you have to choose a name from a list. You it's kind of like Fallout 4. Yeah. 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 But so yeah, I was they're so not gonna have Foley, but they have Beefcake. They might. I didn't look. They're, they have a. Like, they have you a just list. saw Beefcake. It's not. Cause I, I saw Beefcake. Well, you scroll and... through the A's to the B's and saw Beefcake. And well, like, okay, well, this is me. more more appropriate. Like, so I picked. I'm like, okay, cool. I can pick this awesome like like Indian woman. Yeah. I can pick this total. I hottie. do like, and you can change that later too. If you yeah, you yeah. can. And and I was like, I I thought that the warning that came up was not. I thought it was a warning and not like a hey, you can change this if you ever want to, and you can be somebody different. And I was like. By I read it as you can't change them. Like I'm locked in. I'm cool. This is good. Yeah, for people who haven't played it, when you first start the game, they you you create a character with a name, and you get to choose an avatar from like twenty different pictures. Yeah, That's essentially and they're all they're all they're pretty all, great. Yeah, like, they do a good job. Multinational, different yep. genders, races, yep. and the, different yeah, looks. but the the names, the three options for names are Was male, female, and nicknames. nicknames. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And so in nickname, there's like a lot of really dumb where stuff. Where Beefcake showed up, but that's where Beefcake is. That's also where Beast is. Yeah, oh, yeah really. It's yeah. also where Abraham Lincoln yeah. is. Which is like <laughs> questionable shit. Oh, in that's there. actually really good. Yeah. yeah. So like, so like you Aww. can scroll through the nicknames. So I was like, can I just give her a nickname kind of thing? And it's like, it's like from the from the get go is is is. Uh, is beefcake. <laughs> it's great because they're, like, that's, that's they're like, all right, end. beefcake, where do you want it? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's the voice of your car, essentially, right? That's it's like the AI. Like series. It's, and, yeah, it's exactly. the, and it's the lady who's like the, the your wrangler, your like, yeah. prom- that, promotions yeah, okay, lady yeah. and stuff like that who mostly It's is, your scooter. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Your car's so, scooter. It's your, it's your kit. Are you talking about scooter yeah. from Dukes of Hazard? Scooter from the Muppet Babies. Scooter from the Muppets. Okay. <laughs> from the Muppet Babies. That's the best occasion of scooter. Well, I love scooter. Scooter was always my favorite, but like. He was most commonly the stage man. Well, exactly. So he was the guy, co- yeah, the, yeah. The, the bedraggled, yeah. But no, super fun. Yeah. Really beautiful. beautiful game. They talked a lot because like in all these like tiny little iterative advancements in video games, they always have to choose the thing where I'm like, no, this is better than ever before. And they were bragging about the skies and how they went, they uh, went to a, Australia and extensively studied the skies and they are actually really they're, beautiful. They're Man, really stunning. I, I only played a little the bit because... The sexiest skybox you ever did the, see. The stuff you do in the demo doesn't carry over to the retail version of the Probably game, Probably right? not. Yeah, That's I mean, the it thing. never does. So. I, I really got into the thing of like... 
Oh man, I could see where you guys have driven on roads and like, oh well, no, it counts on like how many roads I've discovered yeah, because you guys. Yeah. And like, there's the little billboards you crash. I mean, all this stuff has been other Force Horizon yeah. games, but I was like, man, I'm gonna, I like, I could either waste all my time trying to like beat you guys in the demo or <laughs> wait for the retail. <laughs> so I'm actually saying time based. I had a good time in the demo, but I'm waiting for the actual retail version because that's where I'm really <laughs> like looking for the collectibles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, where, where yeah. it's really gonna matter. So and, the, and the actual retail game only comes out. I mean, like, I, like, I two only weeks. got to, I only got yeah. to play. I only got to play Battlefield One because I didn't catch. I didn't get on the, the front end oh, of that right, demo yeah. so like uh, that beta so I was like oh this is an opportunity like the fact that it's an actual demo that I can just go in and I yeah. find I find driving games really soothing I find the Forza games really soothing to play and yeah. um, they're super beautiful I one thing that I one thing that I noticed about it was um that <clears throat> I feel like in this game more than any other one prior maybe I should go back and I should check the other um, Forza game. The Did last you see the Forza first game. one just came uh, available? It's like Xbox Live Gold now. No, no, no I, I didn't. don't know if it's backwards compatible. I don't know if you can. You think you'd be able to play it? Possibly yeah. on the Xbox One. But if you want to go back and check it out, you might be able to. Yeah. Setting the um, setting your your darkness um, is much more important. Like it feels like your the one where they're like it's the like gamma your, your, your gamma oh, okay, in yeah. it seems to be more important um, than in any other Forza game I've ever played, hmm. probably just because of the varied environments. Yeah. Because getting that getting that setting to be right helps you drive so much like like just helps your eyes adjust so much better because yeah. the, the darks being more dark and not having so much visual information. Cause that is is a busy damn game. And then you're just driving around here in the fucking rainforest. Now wanna run over uh I want, oh god! Do you think that they'll let us run over the animals? <laughs> Are there animals in the I game? I haven't not. seen any. I mean, there were kangaroos. It's the the opening thing is happening, so oh, there's yeah. probably gonna be there's probably gonna be. Um, I'm hoping there's gonna be like kangaroos wandering around. I, I want it. <laughs> I do love the first thing. It's like the Forza games always have you start off the game like racing some kind of like yeah. then the first game you're racing a crop duster. I like uh -huh. this one you're racing a jeep, but the jeep is being it's so flown good. by a helicopter. It's so good. They don't tell you that until the race yeah. starts. You're like, why is the helicopter flying yeah. over? They're like, oh, no, we've we got to tell you. I like that. I like that. We said easy, not boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, we had Jimmy and Conley oh. and um and and a, and and a house our house guest. Um, yeah, uh, we had our uh, friend Mint. Town. Yeah, um, well, that's a great name they, for anybody. They were all um, they were all watching as I was as I was starting this thing, and you're the one who who popped up as the driver I needed to get. Oh no! So so all of a sudden it's like find Mr. AIDS. <laughs> And, and oh, every, every no. like, like you got strangers over at the house. You're like, what? They're like, what? <laughs> like, this is not an experience. This game like a fucked like, up. This is not an experience everyone will have. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then I'm like, like. Although if you're gonna have a villain in a game baked into the game, Mr. Mr. Age isn't bad. Yeah, you could assume that guy's my an asshole. If his, yeah, my arch nemesis. He's Mr. in a Ferrari. AIDS. That's man, and I, and it's a shame that it does take place in Australia because I know you hate everything that's Australian. I hate everything Australian. Just, oh, just a hate on for it. Oh, yeah, just wants so to hate fuck. But that's All great because I do love. Um, I thought it may be more just generic, like like uh, rural environments, you know, because there's the you got the outback and. And uh, and beaches and stuff like that. But I love that it's like you're racing through like little Australian like little towns, towns with like, like cricket yeah, pitches yeah. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, great. I have it's a really feeling. Nice. I mean, like I'm I'm curious to see, and I'm hopeful. I I hope that they let you do the whole fucking. 
I like. I hope they let the you whole do continent. the whole Supposedly, continent. the demo is the southern half of what is uh, yeah. going to be available in the main game, which I think is like a quarter of something like. It, I mean, although with DLC, a, you never know they scaled, could add on to it. A scale, exactly, but like you yeah. can see off in the you, when you pull back and you look at the map, like you can see a wasteland kind of like yeah. desert area, and I'm like, yes, and all the dune buggies and all of like the four wheel drives and stuff like that. I'm like, this sounds amazing. So okay, here's the crazy question: Which version of the game are you gonna get? You're gonna get the vanilla version because they do have. I think it's like 150. dollars They like, have three tiers, and they have one that's yeah, that's over. I the hundred over hundred bucks one. I do a week early access. Oh, to play the whole game? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you could be playing like next, like next week. Yeah. The twenty third. Fuck. <laughs> See, I did. I, okay. I, I I like fully. I did put a lot of time. Into, oh man, that is kind of because you know you're being played. But <laughs> fuck. Foley, and do you, want you the can get a bunch of free cars, and we can get a head-on bill. Did you see that they're kind of doing the same thing with Battlefield? Or like, if you get like the yeah. two hundred dollar edition, I mean, it's smart. You also get a little pigeon messenger <laughs> that, that actually has the code for the DLC. <laughs> I know. I'm it's going pretty great. Wait, it's pretty great. Uh, Wait, is that true? Oh, fully. It is actually. This is, is that true? <laughs> Excuse me. It is true, Gary. Actually, you might have to feel like ba- I immediately effortlessly slipped into does, mansplaining. Jesus does, Christ! Does I get a pigeon? Fuck. <laughs> Can I eat it <laughs> after I get his message? You're not playing anymore? I'm trying to look, see if we can change our order. Anyway, oh, that's God. the thing. Yeah, oh my God, I didn't think about that. You get. I didn't realize you get the Early game access. a week earlier. Fuck. Because it, it is like... Let's see, Ports? the Deluxe Division is not available. Okay. Real on Amazon? Yeah. Is that the $99 version? Uh, well, there's the $99 version, and then there is the like Deluxe 70. version. I don't know how much that is. Although with Amazon, you gotta always have to remember, you always get like 20% discount. Mm. So actually, the more you spend, the more you save. <laughs> um, oh my god, I can't anyway. believe falling into that pit. Anyway, um, but that's it's it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's such a it's such a fun game. It's so pretty. They I'm, do such a good job. Supposedly they have one of the vehicles from Mad Max in the game. Fuck. And I need to see if is, that's got to be DLC or something. I got to see what. I'll buy the shit in. out of that. Well, you that's can even believe. like the one little town I did see. Kind of looks like Broken the, Hill. Can you get the War Rig. Man, probably you know, probably not. They don't. Do, they don't do semis. You would hope they would actually have like yeah. The, the, they don't yeah. do semis unless but if there's going to be a the, DLC. If you could get the double stacked, um, the double stacked Cadillac. Yeah. If you or could get fucking like yeah. fucking uh, Immortan Joe's. I just want uh, the Mad Max Interceptor from the first movie. That's sure. all I really need. Doesn't even actually, it could just be that model of car. It doesn't even necessarily you, need to be the version of the car in that movie. But. And to some degree, you might be able to make it because yeah. well, that's because true. you can yeah. do like hood scoop stuff, and you can do like all, or like. All in fact, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they make that car available and yeah. then of course go out of the way to have all the hood like because yeah. like the max has the hood scoop and the God. yeah like yeah fuck yeah no but that, that's the thing Forza ah! is such a good zen it is play by yourself it's very meditative but you can kind of like you're still kind of like fighting against other what, people offline I see what you're doing yeah, exactly. like, I get the yeah, opportunity to try try stuff and I really did like initially when I when I started it up I was like Bill's discovered how many roads yeah that's bullshit and then I'm just like like going around specifically trying new routes and stuff like that and that's such smart it's such a smart interactive um, aspect of those games of yeah. like being able to 
you know, measure yourself to someone else's yardstick in a way that's not totally damaging to your psyche. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and it's a it's lot of passive fun. competition. Yeah. And that's the thing that made me realize I need to just wait for the retail version of the game because it got to the point where I was in, like, the little Broken Hill town mm-hmm. and um, I was trying to beat your, like, Roads Discover thing. Yeah. And so I was going, I realized there's, like, little almost, like, dead ends, like, almost like people's driveways yeah. that count as a road. Yeah. So yeah. I was slowly just, like, not, it's not like you're going, like, 20 miles an hour. I'm literally putt-putting five miles an hour through this neighborhood, like, back <laughs> up into this corner to see if that's you're, a road. And I'm like, the I'm the creepiest not... guy. And this is just for the demo. Yeah, you know, I know. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll wait till the retail version goes oh. out and do all this stuff. But yeah, I'm glad you're having a good time. It's fully. so much fun. It's so yeah. much fun. And it's so good because in the next, like, the next handful of weeks for, for me is going to be really, uh, Really rough with work. Really, really work rough yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. But so it's nice to have something. It's nice to have something that is just one hundred percent blowing zen. up steam. Man, I see people on NeoGaf talking about how they're going to be buying new monitors just for this game because it looks so pretty. Kind of wonder if you're going to be able to survive that first week of playing the game without like something oh, like think... pulling the trigger on the curved TV you've been talking about. We'll, we'll see if it happens, but yeah. If you can get through that first week of Forza Horizon without dropping new TV hardware. We'd have we'll to... We'd, no, because we'd have to go out and get Stop a, taunting my girl, yeah. We'd have, <laughs> I to, just... we'd have to go out and get the S. Like, we'd have to We'd have to get the 4K... Is that actually more powerful, or is that just smaller? It's... It has the... It has... It's it's 4K enabled. Oh, oh it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was actually well, in... You I was here. actually in Fred Meyer, and he was like, I don't feel good. I'm going to wait in the car while you go oh, grab Oh, do some, they have one you there? Go, you go grab some groceries. Uh, and in the thing, as I'm riding up the elevator, I'm staring at a thing. I'm like going, fuck you. <laughs> and it's just a big poster that's talking about all of the all the pluses of the, the, the yeah. Xbox S. And I'm like... Nah. Now the Scorpio comes and then out in I year, actually though. thought... Annie might need that. <laughs> uh-huh. You're so selfless, Foley. That's the thing, Yeah. <laughs> but I did. Her twinkly little eyes. That's the thing. Sweet. And I was like, Annie, might, might, should I go get that for Annie? Oh, you're so sweet. And I was like, I don't need to spend $400 plus $60 of groceries. What am I even <laughs> yeah. thinking? Yeah. And then I was like, uh. I bought you a pan. <laughs> it was very nice. Because you uh, broke mine. Bill Bill notes in his uh, show notes, uh, why aren't there Overwatch amiibos? This is a very good I, question. Randomly, I was just, I don't know what got me thinking about this. I think it's, I was just looking up to see, because I was thinking about budget stuff for this fall, because there's a lot of shit coming out, and I was like, is there any dumb Overwatch toys I might yeah. be wanting to get before the end of the year? So at least that's one less dumb merch thing. I'm, and I looked up their website, and they yeah. actually don't, they have a lot of shirts, and they just started putting out Funko Pop stuff. Blech. But there's not, I got to thinking, how is it, like, I just want, like, a, like, a little... Like a Pharah, like a, a, yeah. a Amiibo Pharah, essentially a little statue I could have on, on my desk. Yeah. How do they not have that yet? And like, especially if it could be something that you could scan into the game for like some little bit of fluff in the, yeah. like some kind of costume or something. That, like and that. like, like, well, it'd be really neat if they could do 3D, if they would do 3D scans that allowed you to pick like your favorite configuration. Or something like, like that. Like the one yeah. that you play the most. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, yeah, I'll drop 25, I'll drop 25 bucks for a maquette of like a little 3D printed maquette of this. Yeah. However, fucking blind box it. Like, yeah, like, seriously. Do a, See, because, like, yeah, because, like, I mean, I, that's annoying, but it's just as annoying as a loot crates. But, no, man, blind box or a box. Don't even suggest it. <laughs> I love it. Dramatically through this podcast. Um, well, Jimmy, I, I was posting this to Twitter last night, and Jimmy pointed out that it really looks like the popularity of Overwatch really caught, over, uh, caught Blizzard off guard because their entire booth at PAX was just... Uh, World of Warcraft stuff. They just didn't have. <laughs> wow. And if you actually go on their website, half of their merchandise for all the Overwatch stuff they have, what little of it they have is, is sold out too. Wow. And so it seems like, yeah, like I'm assuming by this time next year, they will have all the Overwatch stuff you'd ever want. Yeah. But just it looks even... like they've done a Blind Box series before. 
For Overwatch? No, 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 for just Blizzard stuff. Oh, just like... So I wonder if they'll do actual Overwatch. Was it like little Amiibo statuettes, or...? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, this seems inevitable they're going to do stuff like that. Yeah, so... But just idea. I just want, like, a little fair... Or just, I mean... I mean, ideally, actually, it would be kind of great to have all the characters. The designs are so pleasing that it's like... And this is something that we talked about, because when we went out last weekend, we got a whole bunch of Steven Universe... Yeah, well, that's what um, I was thinking, Black Box stuff, but, um... The designs of Overwatch are so freaking pleasing that I'm like, man, I would like a fucking 16 inch tall, like good vinyl, good vinyl toy of, yeah. or, or or vinyl sculpture of these characters. And you know, I'm like, man. I hope they do something good. I hope they just don't like make just have McFarland toys make a bunch of shitty action yeah. figures. Yeah, I mean, not to say they're all the, but you could do more interesting things than that. I'd Overwatch. want them to do a collaboration with Kid Robot. That would be the best possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to do a build. I was trying. To do you were yeah. Yeah. well, especially because I was looking up. Um, because I was uh, I was just looking up. Uh, va, 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 va. what's the what's Whoa. the goddamn cartoon with the dude in the mask? Homestar Runner stuff. Uh, the for, cartoon with the dude in the mask. Uh, the ma- I believe believe you're well, referring was... to the animated the mask. They have essentially. <laughs> Exactly. Um, no, but uh, even Homestar Runner, they have a bunch of fake amiibos yeah. of just their characters. Yeah. I mean, they don't like interact with any, but like little kids, like of, of that scale with little black bases. Yeah. The Undertale guy, he's selling yeah. Undertale. Essentially, yeah. I think even the name for it is like something that's they're riffing off the amiibo idea because yeah. it's little little figures of that exact same yeah. scale with the little black little bases. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just looking at all those things. So. It's good. I can't believe I'm talking about how much I'm trying to figure out how to save money this fall on Mark, yelling at Blizzard because they don't have <laughs> stuff for me to buy. Um, um, and I read some books this week, and my er- I'll talk about my adult book later, but my early age books uh, are not all of them. Uh, we uh, picked up two great kids books this week. Um, Kate Beaton of Hark of Agrant fame came out with a book called King Baby, which is pretty fantastic. Which has a fucked up twist at the end. <laughs> and Vera Brosgall came out with a book of Anya's ghost fame, coming out with a book called Leave Me Alone, which is charming as hell. I can't wait to give it to my god kids. Man! Reading this books as someone who is a semi-professional illustrator dude uh-huh. who will spend three months on something that he will sell 100 copies of uh-huh. and he has to mail it himself. I... I don't want to accuse anybody, but man, kids' books that are only like 10 pages long with like four illustrations, this is the biggest racket imaginable. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it, it literally takes months just to do the smallest kids' book uh, imaginable, but part of me is also just like, like King Baby! Like, technically you could draw this in a week, but I know there's editorial stuff, but like, oh my god, just from a creator perspective, I'm like... And this is like a professional published book that she's making twelve dollars a piece for. I'm like, not this. It's a great. Like, I'm. I, I'm not. This is not a criticism. Hey, I think you're grossly over, over any, making some overestimations just, on margins there, Bill. But kids' picture books. I'm like, yeah, this is a real. This is this is the Bill, racket I want to get into. First person. It was funny. I we hung out with a friend uh, named Terry yesterday, and. Uh, yeah, she made some sort of crack about how, yeah, it's great to see children's books by someone who clearly hasn't been to, like, 15 classes on how to write children's books because uh, they too, just yeah. want to fucking, they're thinking like Bill Mudrin and they think it's a racket. Yeah. Um, no, they're really great books. Uh, right out, actually, as soon as we finish reporting, we're going to go to um, uh, Vera's release party for and get our book no. signed for our god kids. So... They're really great. Highly recommended for the young ones in your life, for the not young ones in your life. Um, These are richly illustrated, though. I'm not saying it's... Being just sick. I think they're beautiful. I'm coming from a perspective for someone who makes himself spend way too much time on the stuff he works on. Uh-huh. So this is more just me going like, 
I wish I could. I wish I could take do something that only takes only takes a couple weeks worth of actual drawing work. Yeah. To like this, yeah, this, this that's more commentary on how I work stupidly <laughs> as anything else. But yeah, um, but it, these yeah. books look fucking. I mean, fantastic. I know, I know that I know how long they're spent on that. Yeah, it's like, it's but not... you're also you're also as soon as you're doing something like this, you're contending with your editor. Well, exactly. Yeah, and all of, all of that bullshit, and like it ends up, it looks, it does look deceptively simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I think it's I think it is it is ultimately more complicated although it gets even exacerbated when when you literally your character king baby is an oval fuck hat. yeah <laughs> I, here give it to me give it to me for a second so good king baby this queen <laughs> spoilers for king baby does queen baby even look any different or is she just got eyelashes how does she gender queen baby i am king baby <laughs> yes come you have been waiting for me also i will give you many blessings for king baby well, is generous well, do not read all king baby well that's you what i smiles you and Kisses. Phil is so pissed at children's books. Do you know that these tiny assholes pay <laughs> twenty bucks? Do you, know, do you know that children don't have the attention span for seven hundred page novels? Do you know that uh, each of these pages doesn't have three weeks worth of hatching on it? Fuck babies. Was it Kate Bean or somebody else was talking about how frustrated they get when they do so they spend a year so on a project funny. like this and someone comes up and said, you know, I read your thing in like five, five minutes. minutes. You're well, like, it's good like for like you. The worst. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the thing people complain about them with comics, but like I. This, yeah, with picture books, it's oh my god, oh man, oh it's a blessing and a curse. You don't have to do any work, but then people criticize you for not doing any work. Uh, the other exciting release this last week was Komiyama Press came out with uh Steve Wolfhard's collected Cat Rackham. Yeah, Cat Rackham is great, and I did not realize that fully had never read Cat Rackham nope. before. I Cat Rackham, there's not much to read. It's about essentially it's Bill's a- being <laughs> a dick about all. No, it's it's. Steve Wolford has a cat with poop on his head, just getting shit kicked out of him by life over and over and over again. No, it's a it's a it's a great book. It's a fucking yeah. great book. Steve is such a great expressive cartoonist. And I, his pacing is so good. The the um I'll be honest. The uh, I came home from therapy and it was waiting. <laughs> and Annie's like, here, thing. And I read the Penn Ward wrote um, a, yeah, a, a poem, poem forward, yeah. and it actually fucking made me cry. Yeah. And then I got to the end of the book after, you know, because you start with like, oh, depression, and then there's some weird shit. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, okay, thing. And then there's the interview that Leslie did. Um, yeah, Leslie, wife. Steve's wife, yeah. um, did. And that interview was fucking great. Yeah, great really to read is. as she well. She's a great human being. She's, she's a great she's human stellar. being. And, 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 and the two of them talking, I think, is just like, it, it's, 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 really, it's really powerful to actually. I want a podcast that's just like fly on wall recording of them just like living their daily lives. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like just like twenty minutes out of every week. Yeah. Um Steve is most probably known to the bulk of y'all. He's a storyboard artist on um Adventure, Adventure Time. Time. Although we've known him for like way long like he's Steve yeah. Wolford is responsible for all of Lady Rainicorn and Jake's babies. Sorry. Oh my jeez. You just answered the call. Oh I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know how phones work. Hello? <laughs> Yeah, right. In the, he wanted. Hey, Daniel Rudist, uh, my co-host, the boy, Tardy of the Party podcast. Say hi to our boy howdy listeners. <laughs> What's going on? So, <laughs> which one? Uh, which which store? It's a buy one get two free offer. Okay, Toys R Us. Uh, not that I can think of right now. Do you want to? Do you want to buy? Okay, thanks for the offer though. But yeah, if I think of anything like the next like literally two and a half minutes, I'll give you a call back. Just interrupt the podcast. Okay. Is it on anything? On any Disney Infinity stuff. Oh, oh, Disney Infinity. Okay, yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Daniel. 
This, this is actually, if you're going to call about anything at any time while we're recording Boy Howdy, this is a very Boy Howdy thing to call about. I love you too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I miss you. I miss your smell. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I honestly have no idea, like how, like, because I, I have a smartphone and I barely use it as a smartphone. It's yeah. Pretty much, a, pretty much a podcast player while I wash dishes. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't realize. I thought that would just stop, stop it ringing, not you answer are, the phone. You are too funny. Yeah. That was so good. You just slid to pick it up. I'm like, well, that's not that <laughs> answered. Well, this is a podcast. Well, we've had already had a goofy enough podcast. It is. Uh, yeah. Daniel <sighs> was just calling to ask. Uh, I guess Toys R Us right now is buy buy one get two free wow. a Disney Infinity figure. Because they're trying to get rid of that shit. I know. Exactly. Well, especially because yeah, it's. I mean, Christmas inventory is coming, like, literally, this is the time of the year where they're clearing that shit out. Mm -hmm. And I already bought Ray and Finn. I've got that stuff behind Foley, or Mm -hmm. Annie. And uh, I can't think of anything else I really need right now. I mean, all those figures look super cool. Oh, I should have asked. I wonder if they still, they they don't have Zootopia. They may. They did, actually. If it's the same Toys R Us we went to recently, they do. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Text him and I'll talk. Okay. I'll take over Yo, the Yo, you guys are talking about stuff anyway. The, All right. Um, the adult book that I've been reading this week is I'm reading Jane Eyre for the first time. I've actually never read Jane Eyre Is that Eyre the before. adult book, quote unquote, that you're talking about? Well, as compared to, as like, compared children's to books. King Baby. Yeah, it's yeah. more for adults. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean adult as in erotica. Though the other day I was, we went out to lunch with our friend Terry Nelson. We were right by a children's bookstore, which is where I picked up King Baby. And uh, I'd leave me alone on pre-order. And um, ter- I, as I was walking away, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check and see if they have any Robin Hood books. And Terry didn't hear me. She said, erotica books? It's a children's <laughs> well, story. Well, because, yeah, I could totally, yeah. It's not off-brand. Anyway, um, yeah, pick- I'm reading Jane Eyre. I've decided I'm going to read some gothic romances mm-hmm. this winter, so um, fall. Uh, because I'm- you're super good at pop culture. Uh-huh, exactly. in the zeitgeist. I've never re- read <laughs> Jane Eyre. Like, I know that Rochester's wife is in the attic. That is literally all I know about Jane Eyre. Have you read? Well, Jane- Jesus Christ! <laughs> Spoilers. Jeez, Annie. <laughs> Spoilers. Fucking rude. I know. I'm Have you rude. read What's Her Face before? Charlotte Bronte? I'm pretty sure Charlotte. that's all Charlotte Bronte's only book. Jane Eyre? Yeah. I thought that was Jane Austen. Wow, no. Ja- no, the Bronte sisters, there are yeah. three of them, and each of them wrote a book. Jane Eyre was written under the alias Courier Bell and is a gothic romance. Jane Austen is not uh, gothic romance. Jane Austen is well, not gothic romance. Jane, Austen, fucking- Jane Austen is Pride and Prejudice, Sense yeah. and Sensibility. She's that fucking game. The fucking thing. Regal, Regency Solitaire. Regency Solitaire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is a Regency area, which yeah, I would yeah, assume, yeah. yeah. Era. She anyway. wrote, she was, and Jane, Jane Austen was substantially more prolific. Yeah, and she wrote she wrote stuff. There's well, also you said a Charlotte Bronte only wrote one book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I, I guess sh- anything is more prolific than one. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I was, I was gonna say. say. I think Jane Austen only wrote like five. No, she wrote she wrote more. I don't. I no. Okay. She had a whole series. I real, know Jane, yeah. real talk. Never read a Jane Austen book either. So, so all I'm you know really about Jane Austen is stuff that you have BBC half, adaptations have half disremembered from Lucy Worsley documentaries. <laughs> kind of actually. Okay. Cool. 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 Anyway, uh, so I've uh, yeah, I've never read Jane Eyre before. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's actually really great. Um, it's written as an autobiography of Jane Eyre recollecting her life, mm-hmm. and um, Jane Eyre herself is such a fucking great character because she's just a really strident, opinionated. Well, strident is the wrong word. Strong-willed opinion opinionated woman and um who very much so is herself and she's trying to figure out how the hell she can be herself in this time and era that doesn't really allow for much so it starts with her um in this family that is absolutely disinterested within her it's this widow woman and her three children whom she dotes on almost like uh evil stepmother like uh where uh 
Her husband, before he died, made her swear that they would have to take care of his blood relation, not the widow's, Yeah, uh, uh, Jane Eyre. So Jane Eyre spends the first 10 years of her life miserable in the Reed family. And uh, until finally, and, and she kind of talks back. There's this great bit that I really loved where the, the her aunt is, her aunt is like, uh, you know, don't go, don't play with Jane Eyre. She's not fit for your company. And she just, Jane Eyre hears this, leans over the banister, and goes, "No one's fit for my company, motherfuckers." She <laughs> made me so happy. She's just this tough little kid. Aww. And uh, she gets locked in a room uh, for her for her t- back talk. And uh, it's actually the room where her uncle died. Jesus. So and she's stuck in there for hours. And he's still cold. in there. And yeah. well, the, the whole thing is that that's where they kept him in in um, uh, morning yeah in morning, morning like uh, what is no. it pr- the presentation thing anyway yeah. uh, and then it, they've never touched the room since like it's there's nothing in there so but it's a like frozen dust. time yeah and like yeah. The, they come in and clean every once in a while but it's this isolated red red room yeah. and she freaks out because she's a little girl she's ten and she becomes convinced that there's a ghost in there yeah. this is I th- I swear to God I thought Jane Eyre was Jane Austen novel and this is totally no. throwing me for a loop yeah no not at all so anyway uh, she. Uh, before this, one of the shitty little boy hits her head and causes her bleeding. So, like, I read it, I'm like, oh, she's, like, having a little bit of blood loss and everything. Like, she's a little fucked up. She thinks she sees a ghost and she screams. Uh-huh. And uh, she screams until someone comes and gets in trouble for it. Because they're like, oh, Jane Eyre, you're just trying to get attention and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're going to punish you longer, lock her back in the room, and she swoons. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to fucking recount Did all you finish the book? No, I'm only a quarter of the way through. Okay. Well, especially um, if you're only... Re- yeah, we'll get an update Jane, next week. She, she Jane Eyre. Messed up, <laughs> straight messed up. Well, she's just so—it's great because she's stuck in these shitty circumstances. But it's not an era where like a person, an orphaned person without a lot of means, has many options anyway. So yeah. she's lucky that she gets away from these shitty people and goes to this school and gets an education. Uh, She—it jumps ahead. We're now uh, she's now eighteen and she's just started being a governess uh-huh. at this place because she basically teaches at the school. And this woman who was her matron and best what's, friend what's and everything—is this, this like um, like the story of her whole life? Yeah. Or just, uh, it's not okay. a biography, yeah. Okay. So uh, the woman who's like her mother figure, le- I'm f- almost fucking done. Well, this sounds kind of like Foley's rolling her eyes. Not rolling her eyes. Foley's making a little slightly silly face. But this sounds like almost like the, the lady equivalent of what's the f- great expectations a little bit. Sort like, of, like, yeah. yeah. I, I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, not. I mean, and then it's a story of a person's life. But, oh, yeah. Um, she, uh, anyway, she decides once her kind of mother figure leaves and her friend mother figure leaves, she's like, she realizes this school which she's now teaching at has nothing for her. And she's like, I'm going to do something, but I don't have any means and I don't have any relations I can call on. So I guess I'm going to ex- just exchange for a new servitude so I can at least be in a different environment. So I'm like, damn, girl. Because that's her option. So she posts an ad in the paper and uh, becomes governess in this uh, place called Thornfield, I think it is. Thornhall or something like that. All right. And real great reading comprehension over here. Modern reboot. And uh, she's just, just, just met Mr. Rochester. Modern reboot. At which point does she show? Jane Eyre falls in love with a lady in the attic. Yeah, dog. High five. Uh, The best part about this book so far, though, hands (laughs) down. That's as far as I've gotten. The best book about it, hands down, part of the book is how much time they spend talking about how ugly Jane Eyre is (laughs) and how ugly Mr. Rochester is. Like, over and over again. Now... I'm but a plain woman. My nursemaid came and saw me as an adult, and I said, what do you think of me all grown? And she's like, well, you were never a beautiful child. I swear to God. One of the first things Mr. Rochester says to to Jane is, do you think me handsome? Like, are you stunned by my handsomeness? And she just goes, no. (laughs) I was like, he's fucking book. 
he's striking, but he's not hits. And then he peers well, again, and she's looking at him a little longer. And she's like, yeah, just not hot. Okay, <laughs> alternate, alternate so modern amazing. reboot. Alternate modern reboot. Uh, Griffin McElroy plays Jane Eyre. <laughs> just, and Mr. In Rochester a, in, is a Pokemon? <laughs> Mr. Rochester is possibly Justin. <laughs> nope. No. I want the narrator. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, there's a fraught sexual tension between them. That's no, the there's the none book. in this. It's a modern reboot. We can do different things. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I like your bold reimagining of a gothic romance where you remove the romance. Yep. There's it becomes, no heated glances. No, it becomes bromance. <laughs> But Griffin's anyway, in a dress. The interesting thing is I've never read Jane Eyre, but I have read Turn of the Screw, which is also about a woman who becomes a governess in like a distant, removed place for two children, and she's haunted by the thought of of the haunt the hot uncle who who hired her. And uh it's just it's a weird kind of point of reference for me reading this book, yeah. but I'm really enjoying it so far. She's such a fucking uh, in a in a very period appropriate way, she's a no nonsense badass. That she makes very pragmatic decisions for the situation she's in, but they're very brave. So yeah. it's like, fuck yeah, Jane Eyre. And you might you might want to follow this up with Model Land, which is Tyra Banks series. <laughs> that sounds kind of like the same thing. It's about a girl li- living in a world where everyone's a model, but she's not because she's the ugly duckling. That's exactly the story they're telling here. The, the, the main character's name is Tookie De La Creme. <laughs> Yes. Did you just look this all up while I'm talking to this? No! You think of so Model Land? You brought up Griffin McElroy. This yeah. got me thinking about one of the last episodes of uh, Justin McElroy and Sydney McElroy's. One of their first podcasts was called The Dish. Mm-hmm. And the, when they were winding down the podcast, the last couple episodes was Sydney talking about how she's reading this book series by Tyra Banks called Model Land. And it's uh-huh. all about the adventures of this. It sounds kind of like Jane Eyre, which she ugly. <laughs> wow. But are there them talking about the plot of this book? book written by a well, who knows if Tyra Banks actually wrote the thing or was a ghostwritten or what but I'm just saying there's some striking similarities <laughs> yes. you might find some enjoyment oh, in the adventures boy. of Tookie De La Creme anyway um, fucking I'm really enjoying Jane Eyre it's really good that's so did you buy a copy or just get from it's, the library um there's a e- free ebook version next in the oh, docket of course all old, old books are free uh, I have a free ebook of uh Wuthering Heights and Hopper I'm actually gonna reread Wuthering, uh, Turn of the Screw as well and uh, if y'all I wish I could think of Turn of the Screw. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's every horror movie you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it's uh, another Tom Hardy. Stephen it. King in his uh, Dance Macabre book, where he, like, that that's his other nonfiction book that's not about how to write, it's just about, mm-hmm. it's just a book he published in the late 70s that's just him just talking about the state of horror fiction, mm-hmm, both in, mm-hmm. in, in literature and in movies and TV and stuff, mm-hmm. and he spends a lot of time in the literature section talking about how the seminal Turn of the Screw was, mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly, pretty much every kind of ghost story you've read in the seminal last hundred years. Seminal is filled with lady jizz, because that's all that powers that story. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow! Yeah, my most vivid memory of, sorry, Foley, Talk about <laughs> the first two are, um, the, um, the, <laughs> my most, a real face, as we, soon as experience with Lady G. I have never re- I haven't oh. read Turn the Screw since I read it in high school. I remember the first porn I ever saw. I saw the lady just come on. I thought maybe she was sick and I didn't realize things yeah. could happen to ladies where fluid comes out and yeah, okay, it's a thing. The, uh... <laughs> I haven't read Turn the Screw since I read it in <laughs> high school. I had a Sherlock Holmes hat on watching. The, uh, reading in high school, my AP Lit class in sophomore year, oh. and uh, the uh, my teacher was like, basically... 
shocked that we, the class, all these really smart kids, none of us could figure out that this book was all about this character's sexual frustration and all this overt Which co- intent turns turn through. Oh, okay. And it's, there's a lot of overt sexual imagery in it, and sure. up to and including one point where this, like, the, the implication is that these ki- children have been corrupted by their connection with this strange man who was a deviant. Who's yeah. Not necessarily implied that I can remember that he touched them or assaulted but them at all, yeah. but that he was warped by his, their, his relationship with their former governess and crazy, 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 etc. Yeah. Anyway, there's a scene in this book where the little boy is making a boat, and he so he's carved a, a log of wood, a yonic. and then he has a he has a uh, the shaft for the the mast, and he's just trying to fit it and jamming it and over and over again. And my teacher is did he did he sculpt like three holes inside the boat, and he's trying to and which then he one spits is the... through it at the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so my teacher is sitting here going. Now, does anyone understand why this would be so troubling? And we're just all sitting How like, old were you guys? Because they're struggling making a boat. <laughs> it's got to be so hard to watch this. And my teacher is just standing there. I was a sophomore in high school. My okay. teacher's just standing there going, seriously? <laughs> and she has to stand there and make the motion with her hand. She's like, do you not understand why this is upsetting? <laughs> and we're all just staring at her like, what? That's what happens when you're a really good Catholic. <laughs> you just, I was telling, I, I had a session with possible new therapists for me today or this week too and I said I thought I was asexual when I was in high school but really I was just very Catholic <laughs> it was another moment uh, anyway that's all I can remember from Turn of the Screw see, I'm, I'm picturing this like real like this tiny little stick thin mast going into the boat and the, I can see that you're not thinking about like going, like like this thing practically going into the boat's urethra and like you know, I can see why you might not may, may not be the first thing that comes to mind you know well and, Bill I guarantee you that if I thought of it as a v- vagina thing my first thought also at the time would not by a hummingbird in my in my AP uh-huh humanities that's class that's what I to say uh-huh. me yeah in my AP humanities class we read the agony and the ecstasy what the fuck were you doing? We read Turn of the Screw. What else did we read? We read... Fuck it. it was, oh, we read uh, Handmaid's Tale. I still it, haven't read Handmaid's Tale. Man, we barely got through Catcher in the Rye. It's really we, we had, like, remedial-ass English. <laughs> well, see, I was... A, this is my advanced... I was my advanced placement call. Okay. okay. I still haven't read Handmaid's Tale since then. Reading Handmaid's Tale in a Catholic school in Texas was fucked up. How did they let that happen? I'm kind of surprised. I don't... We, I was a pretty... It was a college prep yeah, but, yeah, but, thing, so Jesus. it was like it. And that didn't work out. That's some King of the Hill sh- quality episode shit. Anyway. What else happened? Oh, what I should else? talk about the other books. Because I bought Air. books. I bought the books. Well, this, this it turns out September 13th, 2016 was the year all books come out. Mm-hmm. All uh, books so that people we know come I out. I also got, uh, in, ter- uh, in addition to King Baby and Leave Me Alone, I also got uh, Margot Malou. The Adventures, the Creepy Case Files of Margot Malou, who is, uh, this is a comic. Uh, I guess the original characters were created by both Drew Wang and his wife. Uh, oh, God, what's her wife's Eleanor name? Davis. Eleanor, Eleanor Davis. Davis. Uh, God, I know Drew Wang is him first. Uh, I know, uh, uh, mostly familiar with Drew Wang through his, uh, webcomic stuff, like, mm-hmm. o- over a decade ago, especially yeah. his journal comic, which is still one of my favorite comic things I've ever seen anyone make. And, uh, Margaret Malou is really cool. Uh, is it a webcomic now? Yeah. Because you said you're, you're funding him on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, I I, which I should do, too. off once it got published. Um, I know Drew was more just an internet personality, uh, but, um, yeah, Margaret Malou is about this, uh girl who's like a vampire or like not like a monster hunter but like a monster mediator between monsters and kids uh-huh. in this town called echo city and the the, the main character is actually not margo malu it's actually this chubby little like little fat kid with a little baseball cap who moves into echo city mm-hmm. and he doesn't know it's haunted by with monsters but he needs margo's help to kind of survive and stuff mm-hmm. and it's a cool little book yeah it's 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 funny because it's 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 presented in kind of like a fanographic super fancy kind of like indie comic <laughs> 
presentation. It's, it's wide but scale. But it's a kid's book. It's it's yeah. like indie comics for kids. It's a kind yeah. of a weird hybrid thing. Well, um, did you ever read um, um, Flop to the Top? That was Flop to the Top. That was the children's comic that Drew Wing and Eleanor Davis did together? No, I didn't That was actually the last that. book I got for my, my god kids. Huh, no, okay. It's really cute. It's about a little girl. Is it girl. presented like this, like kind of Peanuts uh, fan no, graphics? it's like kind of a tall... It's, it's a real it's, book. It's like, yeah. But no, it's great. It's See, about a little girl who posts a lot of selfies to Instagram, and one selfie she posts with her dog becomes viral, uh, and then she has well, to deal with the fact that her dog is internet <laughs> famous, and she's not. See, me, again, going with people going on the cheap. If you look at this Margaret Blue book, you see it's only half a book, literally. <laughs> you take two of yeah. these, stack on top of each other. Oh, it's twice as much. They work. actually did the work of a real book. <laughs> they just said, this is how they get you. <laughs> see, my attitude towards comics are like, are like, when, you, when you're going to dinner with your grandpa and he insists that they're ripping you off by trying to make you eat all the bread at first because they think, like, if you eat less of your steak, that's how they get you. Is that, is that what you wanted to do, uh, fucking Ed Frank versus the Nazis as, like, an illustrated panel and then t- dialogue below? Yeah, it's Because <laughs> then you have to do, you know, like, I just draw a panel, right, and stuff below. Like, and that's it, like, that's all, yeah, no, like a storyboard, yeah. yeah. No, Margaret Blue's great, Drew Wine's great, his Eleanor Davis is, I need to read more of Eleanor's stuff. Man, How to Be Happy is good. Is that Eleanor's? Uh, yeah, that's Eleanor her book, book that uh, came out. Okay. And she did a, uh, Wait, is it actually a book, though? It's an it's an actual book. Is the proportion it's like correct? <laughs> yeah. Is it okay? Is is it is it is an actual more square like uh-huh, rather than a yeah. rectangle? It's a and tall is it, rectangle. Is, is a is it got more than twelve pages? Yes. It's an actual book. Okay. <laughs> done that's, done. These indie book comic crazy. That's how they get you. <laughs> it's either too thin or the weirdest shape. It's a big star shaped yeah. book. What the fuck? Yeah. Make a goddamn how book. How do you put that on? Boy, Bill. <laughs> Bill, tell me about uh, Dragon Quest. Five, oh, six, just I, that's the only game I played this week, other than like the five minutes of the fucking four to three thing where mm-hmm. I just try to beat fully yeah. discovered <laughs> roads. Uh, Dragon Quest Seven. It's a remake of an old Dragon Quest game. Just came out on uh, 3DS. I guess the original version was like a PlayStation One game. Oh. Every 3DS game that comes out that I'm interested, in, I'm like, I'm assuming it's going to be the last 3DS game I play because there's nothing coming out for it, and the system is going to be replaced in a year by whatever the NX is going to be. Sure. And so I just kind of like, it's, I'm just kind of playing it. You're this dude just trying to discover all these other islands in this super 16-bit, no-story role-playing world. So it was kind of cool. Just the only thing I played this week. Yeah. More importantly, mm-hmm. more importantly, I got Lego via Lego emailed me. He said, "Bill, choo, choo. you're a VIP. Choo, choo. We'll let you in on some news." We got a Christmas train coming to you. And I love everything Lego this Christmas. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh man, I might have to skip this one. Because like, I like that Christmas train, but where am I going to put it? Because I still want the Arjitsu temple and stuff. Well, you can. the whole thing is they designed it so it can go around your tree. Oh, is that what it is? Because I saw yeah. it comes with a whole loop of track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of... And they designed it so you can put the battery in it. So it'll be battery powered. And oh, they designed moves by it, itself? Does it light well, up? It, you can put the battery in it. I don't think it lights up. But the battery is... But it comes with an engine that actually moves the the train? Does it... Nope. You can buy... There's like a Lego power brick that you can buy. And if you choose to, you can put that in there. Oh, but that's that's actually... Does it make a toot-toot sound? Because that's half right there. Nope. Doesn't make a sound, but it moves. But this is the first, like, Lego Christmas thing that have come out in the last couple of years since I really started collecting Lego stuff, where I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, I might take a pass, but I'm kind of tempted. I do want to get the Lego Advent Calendar, because they got the yeah. normal Advent Calendar, and they also got the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this time of the year where I need to start thinking about Lego investments if I want for Christmas. <laughs> um, and the other thing is I saw Swiss Colony, cat. they sent me their catalog with, like, what is it, like, pumpkin and apple yeah. balls, and that actually looks good. 
I'm all I'm almost tempted to break my I only order Swiss colony for Christmas. Yeah. Because fall's coming. Oh man, yesterday cause it was 80 degrees and sunny here. It was really nice. Fully <laughs> just googled free sa- sa- train sound effects. <laughs> Got your train sound. Toot, toot. That is true. I could just look up YouTube and listen to train sounds <laughs> while set, the train goes. Set your phone you don't use next to the train. <laughs> well, yeah, no, put it on the back. Put it in. Put it in the fucking Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, <laughs> stick that in there. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That's terrible radio. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, I was just talking. About, oh. You know what the highlight of my week may have been? As what? I because it was nice and fall and stuff yesterday, I went out to lunch at Pure Spice, my favorite restaurant here in town. Mm-hmm. And the lady who owns the place was there, and I got to compliment her about how much I like her place. Oh, that's that good. was just kind of a nice thing. That is really. Nice I didn't realize. Cool. I thought she was because she's super young. I thought she was like one of the people who worked there, and I was mm-hmm. just raving at her. And like, after she left, the the people I was eating with her like, you know, she runs the place. She's mm-hmm. the one who invites us. Uh, her friends, the 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 customers she really likes, she'll actually have over. Uh, she'll open up the restaurant to, like like on some weird nights to have like special dinners and stuff mm-hmm. like that for free, like free of charge. Oh wow! And so yeah, that's my really housemates cool. are friends with her, and we're like, no, that's actually the owner. And then she came back later just to make sure that we're doing okay. And I was like, oh, you're the owner. It's so great. I love this place. <laughs> and like I had my birth lab my, my last birthday dinner here and stuff like yeah. that. And she's like, kind of really nice. Just kind of like I don't know. Cute. It's great. Yeah, she's like a super cool lady and stuff. It's, I love any opportunity to say, "Hey, I like this thing that you made." Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's a good apologies thing. to any uh, indie comic book uh, Except <laughs> creator who may listen to this episode. I love you, Drew Wang and Kate Bean and, and Vera Brosgall. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, hey friends, we're gonna take. Oh wait, no. The most important thing that happened this week was a new episode of Steven Universe with Onion, which I missed. <gasps> oh, you didn't see Onion Wars? More importantly, did you see this is the last new episode? No. This is the end of Summer Steven, supposedly Fuck. hiatus again. Ah, rah, rah. I'm Man, saving it for not, a rainy that day. That was not a note. That That's I was all, oh, really? To on. Oh, was it, it was bad? So, it's, no, no, no. It was just I a. S- it was a totally standalone episode. I saw he's with dudes with masks. <laughs> okay. Yep. Cool. It's um Steven. Talk about Steven Universe. Like you're next. Uh, no, it's it's a very Steven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Almost actually. Well, that was great because it's uh, Stephen is always creeped out by Onion, but they make a point of and Onion's the best character in the best. universe. But they make a point of saying that Stephen always tries to spend time with Onion because he's like, well, Onion doesn't have anyone to spend time yeah, with. Yeah, The plot twist of this episode is that Onion has people to hang out with. He just hangs out with Stephen because Stephen doesn't have anyone to hang out. Oh, with. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So anyway, no, it's a really cute little episode. It was really good. Fucking, I didn't know it was last. Part. Supposedly, that's what I've heard. Barf. I'm sorry. Yeah, because Tiger Philanthropist is supposed to be coming up soon. Like, Steven Universe episodes. I'm going to look up real quick. Friends, while Bill searches for that, this... We're gonna take a little break. And then we'll is be that back Gary or is that Gary's friend, Larry? Review. Why are you making fun of me again? I'm not making fun of you, I'm just sad. Am I being discovered? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, these are my... These are my What's... fucking Kroll Show jokes. Anyway, we'll be back in a little bit for the Geek Week interview. Okay. I'll take your picture in front of anything. <laughs> in jokes! I love them! Bad bug, bad bug, what you gonna do? Better surrender when I come for you. Bad bug, bad bug, what you gonna do? Talk to my lawyer, gonna have him sue. I got me a dog, her name is Stu. I'm an evil mantis who won't be kind. Gonna shoot my laser at your big behind. Shoot his laser at your big behind. I'm a big green bug who's feeling blue. Till the day comes when I conquer you. Bad bug, I'm glad bad something 
was funny enough to justify a spit take. Let's put it that way. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's time for the Geek Week in Review. This is the part of the podcast where Bill has noted news in the weeks it was, and I am learning it and reading it for the first time. Uh, Great British Bake Off is moving networks. And none of the hosts are guaranteed to move along with it, Bill noted, then striking it out because scratch that, no more Mel and Sue. Yeah, they're like- <sighs> Bill actually did note, wow, so it was pretty good instinct. Oh, yeah, actually, that sorry. was a dramatic reading yeah. of that next part I'm of the sorry. note. An unconscious dramatic Fuck reading. That. It really does suck. So yeah, they're going to Channel 4 instead. Um, uh, yeah, and fucking, yeah, Mel and Sue were like, we didn't, we said repeatedly we didn't want to leave the BBC, and so we're standing by it. Yeah. It was a really and- classy letter. Everyone's expecting Paul and Mary are, are, are probably going to jump out, too, mm-hmm. because I didn't realize they were actually... Even though Paul Hollywood always looks like he's going to punch Mel and Sue, supposedly they are actually pretty close together and hang yeah. out and, like, watch movies while they're while they're waiting for everyone to do, the, like, their four-hour showstopper bakes. Yeah. That, like, they actually get along really well, like, especially, like, I guess uh, Sue and Paul really love to just yeah. tear each other apart and just, like, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck with each other and stuff. Yeah. And it sounds like... Well, and, well, even before all this announcement happened, I mentioned on the podcast uh, in the last couple of weeks that, yeah, there were con- everyone's contract was up anyway. Yeah. Even if the Well, BBC and I was all like, them. they won't... They said they want to stick around. Right, right. And... Well, everyone... apparently both Mel and Sue said that unless... Like, we want to stay with the BBC. Yeah. They said that repeatedly. And, which is funny, because I guess, uh... The production company, they, they, they just raise the rates Love for the show, essentially. Production. And I guess there's this whole thing about, I, I guess the BBC has been largely de- 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 been defunded by the government, I guess, so mm-hmm. they don't have as much cash to throw around as usual. On top of this Love Productions company, the company that actually makes British Bake Off, suddenly going like, whatever, I don't know how much they were charging the BBC to make the show before, but suddenly cranked it up that they demanded £25 million. Mm-hmm. And uh, people pointed out it's uh, kind of ridiculous, because now that they've... The, uh, was a Channel 4, which is, I think, where the, the Great British Bake Off is going to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've essentially paid 24, 25 million pounds for an empty tent. Yeah. If they don't have any of the cast members moving over. Yeah, this is, best quote Bill notes from Graham M. So Channel 4 paid 25 pounds for the title, The Great British Bake Off, not realizing the show is about the people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is and, true. And, uh, I mean, they keep the format, and the format's cute, but yeah, seriously. No, yeah, it's, it's, the, just... it's the, no, the personality of the people, the fact that the fact that people in England are like they know Paul, they know Mary. They, they these are these are yeah. iconic people that, yeah. that that a lot of folks that that bake look up to. Well, what was really what was the most upsetting thing that they read there was that apparently the BBC's contract part of it stipulates that they can't like ex- I can't remember what it was, but they can't exactly re- redo the same thing within a year of it being on the BBC. So yeah, they're not have allowed to, to air like it. A, yeah, they could, but they could do a celebrity Bake Off, oh. which would be like not the point at all. Of yeah, so even off. if Bake Off comes back, it sounds like they may not even be legally allowed to air the show until like after like you know mm-hmm. mid next September or whatever yeah. um yeah, Fucking no, I mean, this, this really is the end of Great British Bake Off, as we know which hey at least we had seven good seasons yeah. and we're still only halfway through the latest yeah. one so it's still yeah. there and uh I don't know we'll see they're already talking about supposedly they're talking to Jamie Oliver I don't care oh, fucking Jamie Oliver I mean yeah no. I can't believe Channel 4 didn't have the foresight to at least have one transition or tris, transitionary season of well i guess it really doesn't matter because mel and sue weren't going to come yeah, along and yeah. i've always said actually i i think mel and sue are almost more important to the show at least from my perspective yeah than paul and mary because yeah. I mean, they're I, part I of that heart 
Yeah, they're they're really the ones you see more of on every episode than even Paul Mayer. Mm-hmm. There's Hope and Judge, but it's really Mel and Sue yeah. like doing their little skits, the history things. Well, they're voiceover really, and stuff. And like voiceover, exactly. When yeah. when the show did not sue and when the show does not sue and Mel voiceover yeah. is not and as also, good. And also, like they're kind of they're the voice. Or there's the nothing keeping them from changing the formula of the show because God knows they could make it more competitive or whatever the fuck. But sure. Yeah, it'd be a bummer even if it's a different location where the tent is. It's gonna be like I'm not that's yeah. always well, been the same say, place. It's always a different location, isn't but it? No, they've been in the last couple been in, years. The last couple years they've been. It's in been the, the same, same state. Okay, there's the gate but, with the, the knee, like the the, the armor leg. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's it. interesting because it's uh, it sounds like Mary and Paul are really the ones who decide what the what the events are gonna be. Yeah, like what every like it's always yeah. their recipe that everyone's trying yeah. to. Which to be fair for them, I'm sure they're probably used up most of the recipes they have in mind over the course of seven years. Gonna say she's. So, like over 70 cookbooks. There's an argument. Paul's really fucking angry about lots of things. So. <laughs> I mean, there's an argument to be had that fresh bl- blood could be great for the show, but sure. it's not going to be the same show at this point. They no. might as well call it like an almost a different, even if it's just like British not, Bake Off 2.0 or something. Not like that. so great British Bake Off. <laughs> the so so British Bake Off. The all right. The, the eh. except it'll do Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. They just. Yeah. I want to do a piece of Mel, Mel and Sue fan art this week, and I was so like, I, how do you express your affection? For, again, with this this theme of me wanting to say thank you to someone who makes something I really love yeah. so much. But I was yeah. like, just the two of them coming out of a cake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did see uh, there was a British newspaper this week. It's a cake shaped like a tank, and Mel and Sue are standing in front of it like yeah. Tiananmen Square. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> so just um, dumb, but... Francis Quinn actually, who was one of the Bake Off winners from back in the oh, yeah. day. Um, actually did a, uh, is making a Sue Perkins, uh, cheesecake. Um, oh no, it's right there. It's, it's the Sue Perkins picture from the cover of her book, little cart. It's the hair and the glasses and the lips. And it's going to be on the top of her cheesecake in powdered cocoa and raspberry dust. It's the fucking cutest. I'm glad, whatever happens to Great British Bake Off, I'm glad we got the seventh season. Yeah. I mean, those are really good. Still out there. It took them some time to find their feet, and once they found it, it was one of the best shows I've I ever wonder, seen. I yeah. wonder, I mean... It still is. I wonder if it's going to be hard to get. I mean, BBC's already made it really hard for anyone outside of... Uh, or at least anyone in With America to watch dumpster, it. With the internet dumpster, it's just... Like, yeah, but you think a whole maybe a Channel Four would actually be smart enough to kind of like maybe like at least whatever version of the Bake Off they end up making, sure. like hopefully they'll end up selling like st- versions of it overseas. Sure. I don't know. We'll, it's I don't know. We'll see. But sure, but I won't want it. It is a bummer. Yeah, it is. I don't want belly. Yeah, at wow. least we're only halfway through this most current season, so we have five more episodes to cherish sure. of the Bake Off. Sure. As this is. is true. It means you gotta have a great big fucking party for that last episode. Damn yeah, go crazy. Steven Universe and pretty much all the other fantastic cartoons in existence right now got beat out for Best Short Form Cartoon Emmy by Robot Chicken. I have no idea Robot Chicken still exists. Could be worse. Could have been The Simpsons or South Park. Well, they're not short form. They're full half hours. Oh, that's true. So that's a whole different thing of itself. I guess, so last week was the creative Emmys. Yeah, yeah. Which the Emmys no, no one wants to see, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Tonight's the real Emmys. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, I saw Ashley Birch. She got all dressed up because uh, uh, Adventure Time was nominated, mm-hmm. nice. and it lost to fucking Robot Chicken. Terrible. I mean, I Robot Chicken has done stuff I've liked, but like, man, and it's not and the Emmys are notorious. I mean, any major award thing is notorious for not necessarily really representing yeah. the best of what's out there. But Robot Chicken versus there's a, it's a brand new golden age of cartoons out these days. Yeah, half the stuff on Cartoon Network. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Gumball and Teen Titans Go and all this other shit. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. And doing a poopy as a robot chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But kind of bummer. Fox just bought the rights to Stanley's life story and wants to turn it into an action adventure movie. God. Bill notes is Jack Kirby gonna be a space monster or something? 
Which is because they specifically said, yeah, it's not that they're just going to make a normal biopic, of it, but they're going to try to turn into a big, like, uh, Stanley fighting monster, like some kind of big action adventure, like retelling yeah. of his life story, which there, what, there can't be there that much there to transform. He's an old Jewish guy showing to write comics at Marvel Comics, like drinking coffee well, and, that's like, why on it's the not bus. a biopic. That's why it's a fucking adventure story. Did you just flat out just make up a whole new story about someone who makes comics in the 1960s? Yeah. And just, like, just have do. to be named Stan Lee? Stan Lee is all about like, reinventing himself and telling his story in uh, weird new ways. And that's already weird because it is a touchy thing because his relationship to Jack Kirby and stuff like that, yeah. that's just going to cause ire with lots of... Uh, oh, it's just going to piss a bunch of people off. I could see from, like, an, a stupid Hollywood executive idea thinking this makes sense. This is a great idea, but man, yeah. this is this is this, it's going to be messy as shit. Um, According to industry analysts, comic book sales are at the highest they've been since really? the '90s comics bubble, which was driven by the first big news of people selling cop- copies of Action Comics number one for a million bucks and so on. Yeah, wow. and so people were wondering, okay, well, this is their chance to actually like make good on the bubble, and yeah. actually, or is it going to burst any moment now? Yeah, blah, blah blah. And so, yeah, I totally forget. That's why I couldn't get into comics back when. Like, I was in my 20s back in the mm-hmm. 90s because it was all just, like, the foil-covered, all, like, all-fucking-cover bullshit. Like, it was just so... Yeah, it was yeah. fucking noise. It was, yeah. Like, the comic industry was terrible. And granted, I was into indie comics, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay, Bill. You can be honest and tell us you bought the Doomsday Superman it's comic okay. and you're really <laughs> upset that uh, Superman didn't I was that. looking at a... Uh, someone put out a thing this week. It was a pie chart of who's selling those comics these days within the industry. Mm-hmm. I don't Image Comics was that goddamn popular. Well, I mean, if like, you it's like it's like it's way Dead, more popular than than, you, than Dark Horse. If you just cut out that chart and the image cart cart and cut out the part that's walking. Oh yeah, Dead, it's probably what would just that like, look yeah. like yeah. yeah. You know, it's Dark Horse, which is a local Portland company, they've always marketed themselves as being the third best, the, the biggest seller outside of Marvel and DC. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Look at this pie chart; they ain't fucking so anymore. Mm-hmm. And boom, I mean, even all these other companies like really mm-hmm. giving Dark Horse a run for its money. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I guess Boom now is a bigger uh, purveyor of licensed comics than even Dark Horse I these days, so, which yeah. probably makes it, sense because yeah. their yeah, whole business think, is. I think they do Cartoon Network comics. Yeah. And, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. And all covers and all that shit from is, all your yeah. all that shit is so popular. Yeah. And it's all pretty damn good. For and the they ones supposedly read. barely pay shit, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. Of all of them. And even from them, from, I've heard a lot of people. I've been on them. Boom Studio is really good if you're like a deviant art artist and you just want exposure. Yeah. Exposure. But but it's not. Yeah, We're also talking about beans compared to relative beans. So yeah, uh, anyway, the last guardian has been delayed one last <laughs> time. Oh my god! Did they say December why? Needed, is it, it was it, the same thing with like Uncharted. Where they're like they just needed the polish time. Is is it so they can make it actually look like a this generation game? I'm just saying, if it just comes out at <laughs> all. <laughs> I saw I saw people. I guess, so I guess a lot of people got to play it like TGS or something yeah, this uh-huh. week, and I saw people complaining that the controls are just like Ico or Shadow of the Classes. I'm like. Yeah. Damn, you guys have played these games before. Yeah. Like they're not like they're not like snappy action platforming nope. games. So your characters always got lots of inertia and like a rich animation of them stopping and kind of like flailing about and stuff. It's one of those games where people remember what it felt like rather than what it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fully expecting to pay sixty dollars for a PlayStation Two game when last. I mean, who knows what? Hopefully, the design is at least competent. I don't. We'll see. I'm hoping it's going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's kind of all I'm hoping for at this point. Because after point. after looking at it in comparison to for how long it's taken and how it's how been a decade fucked now. up that 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 production cycle has been, and I feel really bad for them because yeah. keep getting like shafted by by a bunch of different events. And it's like it just looks. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't even look like a full However, cat dog game. bird. <laughs> cat dog bird. And you know that cat bird dog bird's uh, you gonna know, you're, you're gonna have to shoot in the head. You the straight end. up know I'm gonna be in My it. first thought when you said that was uh was Angel Catbird, which Angel I still need to read. What's Angel Catbird? Angel Cat they got bird. Margaret Atwood to write a comic series. And the thing is, is everyone was, was like Atwood? Margaret Atwood, who she's a preeminent author, she wrote I thought she was um, on this like on the Supreme Court. That name sounds like No, that's <sighs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Margaret Atwood, she wrote Handmaid's Tale, for example. Oh, okay. She's, and so everyone's like, oh, man, a real writer is going to write comics. It's going to blow oh, the that's doors always off work everything. Out well. So the is thing it is just... she grew up reading comics. Oh, okay. So it's like her doing, like, the weirdest, shittiest superhero <laughs> pastiche. Really? And uh, it's, it's, to, it's as a fundraiser for preservation of birds and cats, encouraging people to have take their cats indoors to protect birds. <laughs> that is the premise of this book. It's to raise awareness. So it's filled with all these cat facts oh, about Canada. cats and birds. Is she also old enough? So like her, like her, when she was reading comics, it was like Captain Fork from like 1936 and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's even, yes. yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, man. it's just like the most ridiculous past. It'd be great. She actually wrote a really good like Spawn clone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's she all could. about like making sure like, yeah, you, your, your cats don't get to go after Spawn, birds. Spawn gets his kitty indoors. Yeah. If Gadget got its hands on an Xbox one two months before it was announced, but traded the console to Microsoft in exchange for exclusive preview coverage about the console prior to launch. Turns out Microsoft somehow accidentally mailed a random customer an Xbox One by mistake two months before launch, which the customer handed over to Engadget. Not even launch, but before the reveal. Yeah. I, I, I mistyped that. Yeah, so it turns out some guy was trying to uh, buy some Microsoft laptop, mm-hmm. and he bought it through the website, and they accidentally s- sent him a zebra-painted... Um, my uh, Xbox One prototype unit two months before the the, my, uh, the the Xbox One was even announced. I mean, everyone it. knew it was coming. That's back back when everyone was calling Durango sweet, sweet and stuff. Zebra tail. <laughs> That's where the power supply was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was oh, Xbox toying with making furry consoles. Oh, that inner wind. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so I guess this guy got in touch with Engadget and said, "Hey, would you be interested in? Like, I think I've got a new Microsoft. I guess it even it wasn't even known as Xbox One yet. It was just the yeah. Durango. It's yeah. like I think I've got whatever new X- Microsoft's yeah. new console." is and so Engadget took it from him and instead of making a story out of it they went, he said hey Microsoft we've got your new console we've got it right here and, and they sent, gave they it back Polaroids, to them. they sent Polaroids of it with a gun to its like, <laughs> actually if you're in that position that's actually probably way you should do it just to be fun kind of like let's make a yeah. fun time we blindfolded it you should put today's newspaper so that was just yeah. gonna, I mean you hear about this st- this kind of thing happening in, in, in quote unquote real news all the time where yeah. somebody gets a scoop and actually uses the leverage for like a different a story or a be- better scoop yeah. and so I guess they just leveraged this for that's a, good like, that's more, smart more substantial preview coverage once the yeah. thing was actually yeah. announced interesting um, it's also yeah. it's also PR wise substantially more more intelligent for that for that news outlet. Yeah. Well, they never announced that this happened, and it just came to light yeah. this week. Yeah. But, somebody... that, but what I'm saying is, like, yeah. it's so much smarter for yeah. them to maintain a relationship oh, with, yeah. with Microsoft, yeah. with Microsoft, than it is for them to, to be like burn hey. that bridge down yeah, just no, just totally. for this one just, news story. Just just make it a tiny it's, cinder. Yeah. Whoever came out with the story too, because he was like, well, like I've been holding on to this. Uh, like he was like, I I want to tell people about this for a while, but now that I've left Engadget, and everyone else who I think was even involved in the story is left Engadget, I can tell like yeah, no one's gonna get yeah. in trouble for this anymore, but. Um, also, yeah, Last Guardian comes out the day after my birthday. Oh, yeah! That's gonna Happy be a birthday, good... Bill. Well, my birthday is Monday, and that's Tuesday, so I don't have a good... Maybe the weekend after my birthday would be fun, because I could play Last Guardian. Oh, I'm yeah. take that week off and just play Last Guardian. Yeah! Um, Not surprising, since the show was set to debut in four months, and yet they haven't made a single casting announcement, but Star Trek Discovery got delayed to next May. Yeah, I guess they're coming out... Did you guys ever see The Good Wife? Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess they're doing a spinoff of that, and they just swap places with. Because I guess their spinoff is going to be exclusive at CBS. Is it with... Oh, it can't be with Archie Punjabi because she's on that other show. What other spinoff of The Good Wife could you care about? I mean, no other. Did you just make a sound? I did, accidentally. It's a lot of, like, accidental phone <laughs> Foley's looking at Instagram while, uh, we're, while we're talking. Did you guys watch any more Star Trek this week? Because nope. you guys said you watched a little bit of duet, but, like... We talked about it you watched I don't know if you were going to watch we, we caught up on uh, Brit- on Victorian Pharmacy and watched... I'll tell you, you got shit going on. Yeah, yeah dude. No, Man, honestly... Did you guys no. ever read Mr. Strange and Mr. Norrell or whatever nope. the hell that thing is? And nope. they made a show out of nope. it. And it turns out there's a guy in there. He's, like, the dude from Dishonored, but it's the dude from... Game of Thrones, a little blood sugar. I didn't have <laughs> breakfast this morning. How uh-huh. you doing? How you doing? Hey, uh, Michael Giancino? Is that his name? Gian, Gian- oh, Michael Giacchino. 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 Bopped Alexander Desplat. I guess. <laughs> Desplat? I, that can't I be that, because, yeah. I'm very Texan. I apologize. Desplat. Off the scoring duties for Star Wars Rogue One, Episode Nine: The Phantom Menace. I guess we're not talking about more about Star Trek, too, but, yeah, there's not much other to say than Star it's Trek. It's got delayed. delayed. Yeah. And I guess Brian Fuller's also working on um, American Gods, which it makes more sense that he would finish that before going on full-time to do Star Trek stuff. Sure. Too. So Actually, a lot of people are saying that's probably a good thing because, you know, he, he doesn't have to divide his attention. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, Still want to Gillian Anderson in that shit. Bill, you're our, star, you're our score opinion haver. How do you feel about... Uh, Everyone assumed that if John Williams dropped dead, especially with J.J. Abrams like involved in new Star Wars movies, that his music guy, Michael G. Kino, the guy who wrote the music for Lost, sure. stuff, he would probably just take over. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting, yeah, Alexander Desplat. I didn't realize he kind of, his big breakthrough, his, he took over for John Williams, uh, uh, Alexander Desplat, not Michael G. Kino, but this Alexander Desplat guy, his big breakthrough was, took over for John Williams on the Harry Potter movies. Oh. He scored all the other movies after uh, Azkaban, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they got that I other guy that. who directed all those movies too, and so at least you know, at least you know he would be. It's funny because I know more know that this black guy he scores a lot of. Um, who's the guy who makes the Fave movies? Wes Anderson movies, mm. and that's a like ding 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 mm-hmm. ding ding ding. You wouldn't think it would make a big Star Wars score, but I guess he's used no Harry Potter. Anyway, it turns out uh, scheduling conflicts, he couldn't do it, so they brought in Michael Gene Kino, and he's gonna write them. How do you feel about this? I feel pretty good. You know, that means there's going to be a scene where the main, one of the main characters start off in the middle of distance, and everything goes slow motion, and there's just going to be one little piano key. Ding, ding. <laughs> and when sad things happen, because that's his thing, is like, I mean, he wrote the music for The Incredibles and stuff, Michael Giacchino, what we're talking about now. And so he can do, like, action stuff, but then he's known for, like, yeah, sad, one piano, and, like, one little string going, <laughs> so predicting at least one piece of the Star Wars course <laughs> except it'll be like the Imperial March <laughs> that's my, that's my in-depth Bill. movie score criticism Bill. Um, rest in peace C. Martin Croker the voice of Zorak and Multar on Space Ghost Aww. Coast to Coast and Cartoon Planet he almost did almost all the animation on Space Ghost and a ton of commercials and the bumpers for TNT Toons and early Cartoon Network I didn't know that yeah I didn't know that too I didn't even know this who this guy was until like 1am last night everyone's like R.I.P. the guy who did Zorak P.S. He was like he was a huge part of uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast and Cartoon Planet and pretty sense. much all the early Cartoon Network ads and bumpers and everything were all animated and, and written by him mm-hmm. and so if you like if you have any nostalgia at all for like that or was there like anime 
uh, Tsunami. Tsunami, like all that stuff. You have any nostalgia from that stuff from like the 90s, like that this is the guy who was responsible for that, on top of also being in charge of like doing the voices and animation for Space Ghost. Man. Zorak! I know Moltar, man. Yeah. Can I do a Zorak voice? Space Ghost. I'm not even going to try because I know I'll do it wrong. I was going to say, I could probably get closer with Brack. Not even remotely. You know, Brack has a little bit of a lisp. How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> I can't do it at all. Brack I'm is really still, bad at Brack. I know we're talking about this guy being dead, but Brack may be the funniest voice I've ever heard anyone make up in my entire life. Oh my god. Zorak and Moltar are just such good, dr- dumb, dry joke. And it's dumb kind of shit. a bummer. Again, time kicking ass, but like, yeah, the, that shit's old enough. You got people. I don't know. Well, he was very young. He wasn't even That's 60. Kind of wondering, yeah, I don't know if he was, I don't know what happened. Maybe he just fell off, drove off a cliff. The term Jagoff was officially added to the <laughs> Oxford English Dictionary. Yay! Yay! And explain to me what Jagoff means. A Jagoff is... You think by context it would be obvious. It's just a jerk. It's a jerk, yeah. Yeah, Jagoff. Uh, Much is... in the way the dork is origin in a whale penis. Jagoff has... Is it specifically a whale penis? Because I know it was a penis. That's what... I believe it's, it's specifically a whale. a whale penis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what uh, fucking Kurt Vonnegut taught me in one of his books. Really? Uh, oh. Yeah. It's a real good date that goes down one of those books where the woman starts talking about how dork means whale penis. Wow. Um, is that a good thing? Is that a compliment? Well. Because you think a whale penis might be super long and weird. Like, prehensile. So, Bill, if you had to drop $400 in new hardware this fall... This is a- would it be? Would you get a PS4 Pro or a PSVR? This... So follow up: Isn't a PSVR useless without a PS4 Pro? That's what I thought. This is the debate uh, I had with Daniel, who just called in a, a little bit a while ago, because uh, he was talking about uh, we were talking about like stuff we're gonna do for this fall in terms of gaming stuff, and he was talking about. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, we were. T- he just assumed I was gonna get a PlayStation VR, and I thought he was just gonna get a PlayStation Pro. Yeah. And we were talking like, oh yeah, well, that is an interesting question. If you have only, is 400... it gonna be like a gifts of the Magi situation? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Supposedly, I thought you needed the PS4 Pro. Yeah. To play, I guess PlayStation VR. Like, I guess it's better with the PlayStation 4 uh, Pro, but you okay. don't absolutely need it. And we, so we got, we got into a little bit of debate. My perspective is that, like, sure, like buying a new PlayStation Pro is redundant because you already have a PlayStation 4. You don't need the PlayStation 4, but at least I know I'm going to use the PlayStation yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the PlayStation VR, granted, it's a brand new thing, but, like, you can't guarantee how much software is ever going to really come out for that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, true. And so we were just, like, not that anyone's obligated to ever buy both, but sure. I just thought it was an interesting thing if, like, yeah, because, I mean, those are kind of the two big hardware things coming out this fall. This is true. If I had and to get so, one, I'd get the PS... Pro just because I have vertigo issues and the idea of doing any sort of VR stuff is just nauseating. Uh, also, I was kind of worried because uh, as someone who wears glasses, I'm uh, yeah. worried about how that's going to fit over your glass and how it works and the yeah. focus and everything like that. Although, uh, according to people, it sounds like the PlayStation VR is the most comfortable to wear with mm-hmm. you know, if you have glasses. Okay, good. And if you're lonely. And you're lonely. <laughs> oh, you man! And you want to remain lonely forever. <laughs> On Twitter today, I saw someone post the from the 70s. It was a microwave cooking for one. Yeah. <laughs> and the cover had yeah. this lady exactly who you'd think it would Too look like. Real. Super sad looking old lady. Yeah. Like 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 a microwave bowl of jello. Yeah. Too it was the real. saddest. Somebody was kind of like a... Speaking of too real, I'm going to leave y'all today with a, a quote from Jane, o- Jane Eyre. But first, this was, of course, the Boy Hattie podcast uh, coming at you, as always, live from Bill's basement. We got to leave it on an up note. We got real, real low energy for the last half hour. Fuck you, Bill. I'm 
so uh, tired. So we're going to end it with a Jane Eyre quote. Yes, my wow. speaking of too real. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite. <laughs> Bill, always Bill making fun of low points is usually one of the low points <laughs> of the podcast. I Dear just got Lord. a call Also, I just said picture books, not real books. Oh, uh, I gotta like catch my bus soon. <laughs> So can we like go? Oh man, I can't find yeah, it. Yeah, you take the bus to karate class. I got it. There's gotta, basically there's basically I, yeah. a part of Jane Eyre yeah. where she when she meets you Mr. just got Rochester. off your job at GameStop. One with heart, baby. <laughs> it still heart. exists. Yeah, it still exists. They got a tiger and a snake and a monkey painted on the side of their building. It's super wicked. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh man, I can't find it. Did they're, you find? They have throwing stars for there's sale. basically a part of Jane Eyre where uh, she. Oh no, I posted it to main Twitter. Did you not? See um, wait, what's ma- wait? What what a side Twitter are you posting there's to? Secret Twitter, and then there's public Twitter. Secret. Oh, she has secret. secret Everyone's got secret. Everybody got secret Twitter, but me. Bro. I, I, I wanna, you Garrett, got a, you Garrett, got a secret Twitter now. Shop Gary ain't got no secret Twitter. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, this was the Boy Hattie Podcast. As always, we're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. BoyHattiePodcast.com is our website. I will leave you with this quote from Jane Eyre. I had a theoretical reverence and homage for beauty, elegance, gallantry, fascination. But had I met those qualities incarnate in masculine shape, I should have known instinctively that they neither had nor could have sympathy with anything in me and should have shunned them as one would fire, lightning, or anything else that is bright but antipathetic. Too real Jane Eyre. What? Talk to y'all next week. What's my high Bill's, ending? Bill's trying to figure out what you just said. <laughs> What's antipathetic? Oh, antipathetic doesn't that mean awesome because it's antipathetic. Sure. Bye, everybody. Talk to y'all next week. It's cool. Have a heap of help and of our hospitality.